0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back Uh, for another episode of Movie Marathon. where We talk about probably one of the most important action movies we could talk about. Certainly one of the most influential movies uh, when it comes to plastic surgery and action movies that I could think of. (laughs) We're talking about 1997's Face Off, a John Woo classic starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta as John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta. (laughs) So, hey, buddy. Good morning. I'm gonna take your face off. Off. Hey. <laughs> right, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I should also say it stars a a very confused Nick Cassavetti, <laughs> <laughs> who's doing who's doing incredible work with not
1: like very little in the script, and he's like added a huge depth and dimension to this character. Uh, so shout out to Cassavetti.
0: He's crushing it. He's a guy who probably should have had a lot more screen time in this, and somebody who at least I think he may be the only person who actually understood what kind of movie he was in before they <laughs> completed filming this. Like, he brings the right level of energy and fun to this. Uh, because, what would you, how would you describe uh, the Travolta and Cage energy in this movie?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: oh man, enthusiastic.
1: And he, because Cage, Cage is just crazy Cage. He's going and Travolta is excited. He's like, oh, I get to mimic that now. <laughs> like, so
0: it's not my fault. I have to go this big and crazy. I'm just doing what that guy did. I, I think, you know, that's something we should. I want to talk about at some point. In this is, is this the first time that Cage really jumps the shark? Oh God, no. <laughs> and lets us know like, oh, well, I guess. What was that movie? Once bitten, where he plays a vampire. Yeah, that, so that, way, that I was I a, yeah. that was close to ten years before this, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a bonkers performance. <laughs> I think maybe this is the movie he confirms that he is he is that crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I um yeah this this movie's got some wild energy in it. It's definitely uh probably what it's probably one of the biggest movies that that John Wu does in the U.S. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got to be the
1: biggest as far as. Cultural impact and
0: it's catching uh Cage kind of at his peak, and it's catching Travolta. I get, I get what? Um, yeah, the uh, post- Pulp Fiction Travolta.
1: Kind yeah, of, he's, he's still riding that wave. Yeah, yeah, this, like he's still is... back to being a huge star who is now like multiple generations um know him and kind of love him. Of like, oh, our parents like knew him and loved him, but then he kind of fell off and. Then Pulp Fiction made him cool for a whole new generation. He's like, yeah, man,
0: it's he's in the top of the world. <laughs> well, I I I I love this movie as a kid. I don't know what your your I can't remember what you said your uh, introduction was, but I watched this as a blockbuster rental in the same weekend. <laughs> I also had I think Gold Knight sixty four. The greatest uh, weekend or, ever. Or I think I have to look at when Gold Night sixty four came out, but I played the shit out of that, and it, it also helped that. Uh, um there was dual pistols in gold 64 and there was dual pistols all throughout a Wu movie and I was like, what a perfect crossover of things that seem really cool when you're 14. when uh if you told me you ordered a Domino's pizza and had a liter of mountain
1: dew uh <laughs> that would be a, that sounds like my dream weekend in
0: 1997 Your birthday is the 26th, right uh 24th okay so you. Your birthday was the day before Goldeneye came out in 1997. <laughs> Just an important, very important fact. Yeah, they, they did that on purpose. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, Rare software for us to, for them to do that for you. Um, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, yeah very I, cool. Of them. I, I I was pretty pumped to see this because I think the, the Rock was out the summer before. And I remember I got, went to go see that in theaters. And that kind of got me on the the, the John, uh, uh, Nicolas Cage bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, and then... Conier Air would have been in the spring. I saw that in theaters. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I uh, I think actually, I think Connie Air was rated R. I went with a buddy of mine and I, we ended up having to have a parent go co- with us because he was rated R and they wouldn't let, they actually would not <laughs> yeah. let it. We, we actually got carted to the point they wouldn't let us into the movie. So yeah, the
1: the old Regal here in Augusta was a real crapshoot
0: on uh, <laughs>
1: if they'd sell you a That's rated R was. ticket. Or not. Yeah. yeah. It is 50 50. I mean, so many times, I saw so many rated R movies there that I was like, I know I did it routinely when I was like 14, 15, 16, like even like before I could drive, like you just get like dropped off and bought a ticket for like, I know what you did last summer and no problem. Like right on in. That's exactly where it was.
0: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh,
1: No, yeah. But I also know I saw like, the Bill Murray movie, uh, like the the man who knew too little, <laughs> to take off. <up laughs> because we tried to go see a rated R movie and they wouldn't sell us tickets, so we just had to go see, see whatever what, else, said, like
0: whatever you could whatever was playing
1: at that time. Like I don't know why, like what the like what little <laughs> we were, we didn't just buy a ticket for that and sneak into the that's a good rated point. R movie, but uh, but maybe secretly we were like, well, I wouldn't admit it to anybody, she's not cool, but I also wouldn't
0: mind seeing that stupid movie. <laughs> I remember, uh, in eighth grade, it was eighth? yeah, I think it was eighth grade. Uh, you and I didn't go to the same middle school, but uh, my we went to a we went to Jekyll Island as like a eco trip as part of our one of our final year stuff, and uh, they we were there for like four nights staying at a four h center, and the last night on the island, they're like, all right, we're gonna take the kids to go see a movie, <laughs> and we're gonna, um. Like they kind of let us pick. I don't know why the well, they did nights. It. No, it wasn't even that. It was, it was but it was since it was Jekyll Island, there's like three movies that you could pick. Yeah. And yeah. and the three movies were The Birdcage, <laughs> Uh Fear, <laughs> and Sergeant Bilko. Nice. I lo- I love Sergeant Bilko. i I've never I never though. saw it. I, I got I was in the group that had to go see the birdcage, and I was like <laughs> Like, what 13? And I'm like, I don't like it. was just one of those things where I like, look back. So, one kid and a teacher had to go see Sergeant Bilko because his parents <laughs> refused to let him to go see a rated R movie. And now, the only other options were like those two movies, yeah. that were both rated R. So, I love that era of stupid comedy. Is so. <laughs> that uh, well? I, I saw an ad for or a Reddit thing for Down Periscope and under on underrated yeah, movies Reddit. I'm like, I don't know if this is underrated. <laughs> like, I think this is rated pretty. Is, is pretty accurate. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. It was on like HBO and stuff a bunch. So, like, I'm sure I've seen it several times. But like, yeah, I would never go out and say this was underrated.
0: Uh, well, I always get, I always get McHale's Navy and and uh, Down Periscope confused. It's one, <laughs> one's a Tom Arnold vehicle and one's a Kelsey Grammer vehicle. So, Down Periscope, and Oswald has
1: a great story that he was he's in that. And yeah, I forget who the director was, but he was so Pat Oswald was like, um, he was all stressed out because the shooting went over, or he got like a job like at, on like Mad TV, but he had to start, <laughs> and he was gonna have to leave the down Periscope production. He was like, was like, oh, we're, and like, so he went and like, they talked to the director. He's like, I'm really sorry, but, like I like, I got to do that, and the like, director was like, like okay. No problem. And he's said, like, we're gonna just dis- at the end of this scene, your character just get up and walk away. <laughs> he's like, All right, we're good. That's what that's what happened to your character. He just left. And like, like we're on like a submarine. He's like, Yeah, no one cares. Oh, I mean, it was like the- your character wasn't that important. Like, it's all right.
0: <clears throat> at least uh at least the director understood what, what level they were he making you bring. Yeah, like yeah. okay, like this is this is clearly not Something important, but then Mikhail's Navy is also a submarine or Navy. I don't know. I... Yeah, it's weird when two movies like, any well, concept like that, especially. <laughs> well, it's yeah. I anyway. So I like, we to Face to Off, season. where we talked oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so, so I think <laughs> I would bad. have had to have seen Face Off in the theater, but I have no recollection.
0: I'm surprised, but this,
1: but because this was a time where, um. I would typically go to like Rhode Island some in the summers, visit some like old friends and family. But like my friend from Rhode Island would come down here, and like we would just go to the movies a shitload during that time. And so like, I would see like everything in the summer. <laughs> um, and the fact that I saw Con here in the theater, <laughs> like, I definitely, like, definitely, but this was, because this was like massive movie hype, especially at like our age at this time. But like. I remember like this was like magazine covers, like when this yep. trailer first came out, like the way word of mouth buzz would happen back then from movie trailer of like, holy shit. Did you see the trailer for this movie face off? They're doing Travolta, <laughs> switch faces. It's just like, what? It was like That's like the craziest shit I've ever heard. I've got to see that.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, <clears throat> I remember, I think, um, it was in my notes, but the, uh, the, uh, my mom used to watch entertainment tonight when it was like john tesh and what's her name Hart, um mary i think it was mary Hart. and i remember they did a segment and she's like call me in the room like you gotta come see this and it was like the <laughs> behind the scenes segment of them shooting something for when during the filming of the opening uh shootout and it was like they show them doing all their shit behind se- the scenes of like okay like you can see them filming when what's his name uh nick cage slides down that wing and shoots a guy and, so it was, it, yes. and they're interviewing them and i'm like they're explaining the concept and then i was just so mesmerized by what i was seeing that i'm like yeah i yeah, know the concept whatever like they switch right. okay they <laughs> switch characters so it's like freaky friday with guns like i got it but it, um i don't know like it it resonated it, you're right it felt like it was a really big deal and it, i guess at 14 it was a big or 13 or 14 it was a big deal mm-hmm. but it's funny this movie's gotten mocked the the longer it's gone on but it was like a, this was like a big tentpole movie i remember for yeah for, and for it was a, stuff. and was such a go-to as like an
1: action classic um for a long time Because i remember like so i'm sure i saw it in the theater but then i remember like when it's coming out when it was going like, to come out on hbo like hbo would sometimes like really hype up we're about to have like Like in two months, like face off, like Friday night on HBO, like the new move. Um, and they'd then they'd be playing, leading up to that, like making of like featurettes and things to like hype it up and and like really build an interest for the HBO debut. And then um and then eventually definitely was my cable app. I know I rented this multiple times and that and like it and now watching it, it's like you can kind of get, like, well, one, the cage performance, like, this era of, the like, cage is going huge. Um, you get why I kind of mocked it. And then the concept um, is silly on the surface. Um, I think they actually do a pretty damn good job of pulling it off in an effective way here. <laughs> but there are so many, like, ludicrous things, that's like, if you start, like, picking at it, that are then super fun just to talk about and joke about. Um, so it's almost, like, the perfect formula to have a long life, Uh <laughs> Because it can be really cool, but it's also so easy to make fun of, like, and so apparent where you can make fun of it. So, like, uh, you can love it, but also kind of like mock it so easily.
0: You can. I think you're right. The um. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the the summer domestic uh, box office numbers for 1997, and it's crazy. Nick Cage is in two of the top ten movies. It's this and Con Air, um, which is just seems wild to me and he Uh, thought that would last forever uh he definitely did he spent his money like it would um but you're right like there's there's points in this where there should be huge technical stumbling blocks around the plot and what's happening and they just they breeze through some of the stuff so well like i actually give them like the writers credit because they're like uh yeah they have anti-inflammatories that make your your face heal faster so don't worry like there's no reason this should take a lot longer or, or like be something normal or you know it, it, they just find ways to kind of work around it so that they downplay the things that you know don't make sense and you just don't yeah. worry about it and it just keeps keeps the whole thing moving which i think they, they do a good job of it the movie's yeah, too long but i think they do a good job of just gliding <laughs> through some of these problems yeah i agree i mean i definitely
1: didn't think that at the time when i when it came out that it was too long but <laughs> i had two hours, hours of this <laughs> um but now so i listened to the commentary with john woo and the two writers um and they, some of that, they were really complimentary. Writers or complimentary of Wu of the choices he made as a director allowed a lot of that stuff just to flow as part of the story and not bog it down. Not like he does it with some like montages of interesting things happening where you just are along for the ride instead of like an exposition scene um, that kind of slows the movie down and but at the right of time they really fought, there's a scene where the other agent gets like his ear shot off and of him going in the ear being repaired. They talk about how hard they fought the studio. Like you have to have that in there. This is the, like, this is the scene that that's the audience believe this is possible. Like he's going in and seeing this ear being repaired and it's like lasers and it's like no scarring and it's like doing everything. Like, like, okay, they have this technology that can do this. So like, I'm halfway there believing this could actually like be pulled off.
0: Um it, it bridges it pretty well. And, and yeah, like like they don't they don't it's basically it's all resolved in like what that doctor speech and that's that's all they need for yeah, for resolution. And I'm like, okay, works for me. It's never something I've ever really stopped and been like this is bullshit and there's no way this works. Yeah, and the the writers
1: were talking about the um were they talking about the voices? And they're like, we were trying to f- figure out a way in the script. This was just a this was just a placeholder, and we never figured out anything anything better. And then they shot it, and like, and then it like, completely works. Where the doctor is like, okay, we're implanting a microchip uh, under the skin that's going to do this for your voice. Like they were like, yeah, we just threw in the word microchip because it sounds like techy so- sci-fi, <laughs> but like that is meaningless. That means nothing <laughs> to, to do that. That wouldn't do anything. It'd just give you like an infection um but like but like you kind of go
0: over so fast to hear like a technology word like yeah it totally works like it's good enough for me like it's as it's ever it's i mean the only thing that made me laugh was he's like be careful because like a violent sneeze could dislodge this i'm like all right yeah. well that's maybe they shouldn't have left that line in because that feels a little like there's a high risk that somebody's well, gonna sneeze but,
1: so then later in the movie where he's trying to convince people he's uh not he's caster troy not sean archer or whatever no he's yeah he's sean archer no, he caster. is sean,
0: yeah, the, yeah yeah
1: um it's like well maybe do a violent sneeze and dislodge that thing so you sound like yourself oh that's a good point yeah. like maybe your wife would then believe like she's hearing her husband's voice come out of his other face like
0: that might help sell your case a little bit That's a good point. I never thought about that because that literally does happen in the movie. Yeah. He's trying to change his voice and he can't at some point. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is so easy to happen. And that was the first scene they shot, right? The, the one of Joan Allen and Nicolas Cage. Yes. Which that's like a super emotional scene for, that's kind of crazy for them to start, start with that one. I feel like probably not good good
1: for your continuity of how your people are going to react. That shit blows my mind for actors. It's like, it was just like, oh, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I think I could pull some of it, like, not be like, like, be serviceable, be an okay actor. And it's like, it's like oh, you're showing up and shooting like, like, Nick, Nick Cage is a week off of Conair And he's showing up. First scene is this emotional scene reuniting with his wife who's not sure if she trusts him. Is like, yeah, okay, you, you're not. You can't just build to this performance. You have to be able to perform everything in the script, like, any day they need you to.
0: Yeah. He does pretty good.
1: He's, yeah. He's... Yeah. I was like, that's, like, I don't know. I was like, that sometimes from my brain, like, I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> these guys are good at acting. <laughs> <That's>
0: a... <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. They're very good at acting. I, I mean, Nicholas Cage is going big, but I do feel like that's kind of what he's asking was asking him for. I mean, we watched... Uh, we didn't do him in really his big three movies in the U.S. in order, but what was it? A Broken Arrow. I mean, it feels like Wu wants them both to be bringing the same kind of energy level as as Travolta's character Broken Energy, and Broken Arrow the whole time. It, you know, Cage is playing it big, but I kind of feel like that's exactly what it well, was asked of him.
1: A, it's important in this. I mean, because... And I think it's part of it. I think is Nick Cage is hot actor getting booked on a lot of stuff. And so he's going in, he's not spending like nine months <laughs> like delving into this character, figuring out every nuance and things. So he's doing a lot of like little surface things. And then in his performance, he's picking out, like, all right, I'm gonna find like kind of three things I'm doing with this and really hammer them. And it works for this kind of movie because but it helps so much with this concept. He's, he's so big it's then for the audience um, obvious when he's no longer than that those people he's a different person in this body now um, <laughs> His characters so bananas <laughs> to start out and then it gives Travolta a ton of fun stuff to play with of being that character but also having to like tamp down and like hide some of those impulses and things and then you see Travolta as start to get like frustrated with being this character, and it helps the audience kind of buy everything that's happening with these two characters and the the, the crazy premise and things. Of uh, because Cage makes those chan- um choices to go so huge uh, with it, but man, they are nuts! That opening scene with him as the priest,
0: <laughs> holy yeah, I... shit, that is some crazy <laughs> acting. <laughs> Did they have anything on the commentary about that? Was that ad libbed with him, or, or was it? Uh, it's the writers
1: <laughs> literally say, uh, "There's Nick doing his Nick thing." <laughs> like I don't <laughs> think like, that's all a Cage.
0: I, uh, I, God, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else to say other than just, "I." The world will be a sadder place when uh, Nicholas Cage is not in it. Um. Uh. I think. That is the. Yeah. Have you seen the? Have you seen the interview on the UK talk show where he, it's clear he does coke and he takes his shirt off in the middle of the interview and he's and like, I, "I have not." <laughs> he's doing like yes. high, like high kicks on on stage and like, it, it's 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 clear. And this is it's like six or seven years before this, and so it's like clear that like there's something crazy going on behind the scenes there. And I do like that you get to let that that animal out of the cage every now and then, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, and uh, you get to you get to see what he's thinking is like. A good choice. So <laughs> which I shout out to Nick Cage. Like um, he's still bringing it in like
1: 2024. Like he is. He's I in a bunch Renfield. of movies. He's okay. I, I've I started that and then got interrupted and never got back to uh-huh. it. Uh so I didn't get to see any of his performance. But he's in like three, four movies a year. And like given like really different performances, like so, and he's not always like the big crazy Nick Cage people joke mm. about. Like you'll see him give like subtle down to earth performances still at times um and obviously he just loves uh loves the <laughs> like
0: uh, yeah I I agree I think I think I I shouldn't say like you know he's always he he I think this is the movie where he kind of trademarked a persona I'm not sure if for good or bad if this is what he wanted but but you're getting the full effect of like what that persona is to be <laughs> it's
1: yeah well it's like uh and credit to him that he doesn't always do this, but it's like the um, Al Pacino and like, like, sensible Woman. He still becomes like, I can just keep going big. I can just keep going bigger. <laughs> like, got a huge ass.
0: Uh, I love that scene. Uh, and it's like,
1: so much of his career becomes like,
0: like, Why is ne- he just yelling constantly? <laughs> it's just it's me ne- it's a bunch of memeable what I what, what at the time it wasn't, but a bunch of memeable moments. It's- right. And like it's you could say that like, Cage can bring that energy, I like,
1: can do that and occasionally like does do that, but um and some actors fall into the trap of just
0: always doing that. <laughs> and it's yeah, he, he got kinda, there. He got there for a little while, but he kind of dug himself yeah. <laughs> back out, which was which is important, I think. To your point, like in, yeah. uh have you ever you've seen Kickass? Uh yes. He's the dad in the first one, and he yeah. he he's playing it pretty low key in that. I think he 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 does a good job in that. I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen adaptation, but I, I think adaptation was a few years after oh, this, yeah, and that's that's a much more down the middle performance. Well, <laughs> speaking of a uh, uh, cast, I was just this is something that's always bugged me, and and besides obviously the Tra- Travolta and Cage going big thing, um, Pollock's Troy looks like. Uh, Liam Gallagher from from Oasis, and that Is was he very the 90s person ever. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I
0: just laugh because he's a guy with, with glasses, and he kind of has a, a Seattle grunge look the whole time. Yeah, and it just, it just <laughs> Yeah, I, and I don't know him from anything else other than this movie.
1: Uh, he's in a bunch of stuff, but nothing like I don't think he's like um, massive. He's um, in several David O. Russell movies, so he must. I don't know either be friends with him or get along. Um but then a lot of like but he's working. Uh, but nothing like nothing like big blockbustery that jumps out of like like oh that role in that is like is in things you're here but it's like oh like I don't and like maybe if you watch it well I think it's also in this one that he looks so 1997. Yes it's, that's what
0: that's, That's what where, it like, gets me. He's
1: never gonna look like that again because no one would make someone look like that. you kind of maybe don't realize it's him.
0: He he just to me kind of looks like um, uh, Sam he's Rockwell's Oasis. little brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, and he's in uh, Jurassic Park three, and I guess he was he was in American Hustle, but I don't I don't remember him in that at all. You yeah, haven't seen that in a while either side it but i think i saw that once and it has got
1: to, so many huge actors in it that
0: yeah it's hard to it's hard to kind of stand out against that yeah i um like the, but yeah so a dozen super famous people but, but we don't have to touch on it yet but i want to save the good stuff for the end but you said that there, there's a, a tremendous amount of people that have star trek creds uh <laughs> across this cast and you're right i mean like we were talking about earlier before we started the call it it's funny to me how many people become bigger actors that are in the background of this. Like like Margaret Cho, this is when she's sort of on the rise as a comedian. So the she, whole reason
1: she's in this is because John Woo's daughter was a huge fan of hers, and, <laughs> and she was like, just was like, Dad, you got to put her in the in the movie, like, and like, because his daughter loved her so much, he's like, all right, like I will win points with my daughter. <laughs> like, I'm <sick> <laughs> because I don't, I don't know for a long time. I don't think I realized that was her. Cause she's not like, she's just a very, it's weird to have a comedian in this, someone who's generally known as a comedian in this like kind of low key, somewhat like mostly dramatic role. Like oh, just interesting choice. Like that's right. She does a good job. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just, why is, why is that Margaret Chauvin? It's like, it's like, Oh, it makes sense. It's the director's daughter who's a big fan of her comedy. Well,
0: and <sighs> So she's she's in it. I agree with you. That that is it's strange. She's perfect for what she's being. She's delivering. Yeah, yeah. she actually calls Archer on his shit at one point. Well, I, I guess she fun. does.
1: I guess she does have the one joke in it where What's she a... asks uh, how the, the
0: the medical procedure went, up. <laughs> <laughs> getting a stick removed from your ass. <laughs> um, which I feel like you probably get fired if 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 if, if everything they show you is true about our Ar- Sean Archer up to that point. That is a joke that will never in the history of that man will ever land <laughs> so I was yeah. like all right she's really really going for it um but yeah I she's in uh in this uh what do you call it Matt Loomis is in this hes guy goes on to play I can't think of the Nick character's name but he plays the bad guy uh for uh Silicon Valley and okay <laughs> and then um uh Thomas Jane is in this I forgot he was in this but he's just a background guy or uh <laughs> in the prison it's just it's just wild how big the cast is for uh for like, this. um John Carroll Lynch
1: is one of the yeah. prison guards in this um, and he's what uh, what's the
0: actor he's in zodiac as a. Uh, oh he plays yeah he, play, he he's one of the the suspects in Zodiac. yeah yeah Arthur uh, Lee Allen I don't know why I yes know there you go That's a zodiac <laughs> name that's weird uh <laughs> I don't know, that's a little suspicious <laughs> um and then um what's his name Joe Bob Briggs is <laughs> He this is a prison guy too. It's just a strange. It's just a it's just an interesting cast. Oh, and then we have Dana yeah. Ash. And then, uh, then and then Joan Allen you mentioned is yep. uh
1: and I guess the whole reason <laughs> she was in this is in the the scenes at the end, it was very funny because uh John Woo kind of said it in the beginning. He's like Joan Allen wanted to do a movie like this because she wanted to get to hit somebody with a chair. And at the end of the movie, she gets. To she shoot does. The guy with the chair. Yeah, you're right. She does. It was like, oh, like, I guess that was like part of the deal. Like, you got to have me in it, like hitting the guy with the chair, because I don't ever get to do stuff like that in movies.
0: Mission accomplished. Uh, good, good job, John Woo.
1: But yeah, then uh Gina Grishon is in it. Um, oh
0: yeah, yeah. She's bringing great. some interesting choices. Well, got,
1: and then, it, but then it's got so many people who like. You look on like IMDb and there it's just got like a dozen people in this who when you go on their IMDb db page they have like 120 credits because it's always because they're very good at either they're a guest star on a tv show um for like a week or they're in movies like this where they shoot like like by five to ten days as um a supporting like a background supporting character kind of thing but have you know 10, 12 lines that are pretty key in the movie. So they need a certain level of person to deliver that. And it's like, like, so you worked forever because you were good at this, but like never really necessarily became like a star, but like, Oh, you're just like a go-to supporting person. Who's had like a a surprisingly like long and varied, uh, interesting career. But so that's where you get into the star Trek It's people like that. It's like, yeah, of course you like, because from like 1987 to like 1997, um, they probably had to have made like 500 600 episodes of Star Trek probably more than that. that's um, many. Well, because you have the next generation way? um Deep Space nine, Star Trek Voyager, all, I think all three of those went like seven seasons and it's okay. like 20 plus episodes per season. then you get um Enterprise that's two or three seasons uh so, and then you get a couple, few movies in there during that time period as well. So it's like, and they had to run through every supporting actor Hollywood had on offer during that time. So if you like, if you're in Face Off in 1997, like Star Trek was definitely pulling you in to one of those shows for a week
0: <laughs> at some point. Do you want to hit it? Like, do you want to hit any more Star Trek? I I feel like I've I've breached the uh, my
1: my favorite because you don't get this as often now. Uh, um, Rob, I think it's Robert Wisdom. He plays yep. he plays um, one of the agents, Tito. right? Tito. Yeah, one of the agents. Yeah. Um he's in um Star Trek, one of the new Star Trek, Star Trek Strange New Worlds as uh, an ambassador, like alien ambassador type thing. Uh and you you get so many of the older ones, it's fun is it to see a new credit on there of someone who's uh
0: current day doing some Star Trek work. Peto doing okay, even though he technically burned to death. Everything's still looking okay. <laughs> I uh, everything's coming up Tito, making some good <laughs> vodka too. He um, he's in the Dark Knight Rises. I think he was one of Bane's henchmen in that, or no, army captain on, at the bridge. Okay, I know I remember who he was now.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. It, it's that it, the movie is so filled with people like that who like you look at the credits and be like, oh yeah, I that like, totally recognize like he was that guy in Dark Knight Rises or like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're, you're. Yeah, you're definitely. Yeah, you're right. I I did and, look uh, at. Uh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Keep going. Well, I was gonna say from your notes, it seemed like you uh, enjoyed the CCH Pounder. I just she does a great job um, because she's one. Her name is crazy. Like that's a. <laughs> it's just initials and then the word Pounder. Um, but she. I I do want to know. Like, yeah. I, I mean, if exactly is there, like, is there a backstory? I, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna look at
1: It's All right. So I think that's it. So CCH stands for Carol Christine Hilaria, her birth name. So she just took her initials, mm. added an interesting verb on the back for. Uh... Uh, yeah, she. Well, actually, that's she... her. That is her
0: is that like her father's
1: name? last oh, okay. name.
0: It works. Right? Her uh, name works. I don't. like in, in in this, I like. She's basically just an exposition yeah. vehicle and, and like a plot mover, and so she's. A special agent from an un- undetermined agency that comes in <laughs> and reveals. I do like this though that Sean Archer's like, I got Castor Troy today, but they never. But like everybody thinks he's dead, and it's like, well, wouldn't Archer have confirmed that? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if he caught and helped push the literally push the button on the guy he he killed, but that never. That's another one of those things where they just kind of glaze over it. But she's just there to reveal that Troy is is still alive and basically she sets up the whole plot. But she she's one of those things, she's one of those devices in this movie where it's like, Yeah, you really should be thinking a lot more about all the shit that's not making sense right now, but like nope, she's gonna keep it moving, just keep those wheels turning yeah. so that we don't uh focus on the stuff that doesn't make sense too much. And
1: that's why that stuff like that is so critical. You have an actor like this who can who can come in and, and like kind of dominate, own a scene and be magnetic for like you kind of aren't thinking about like, Oh, this is like nonsense exposition. Like it really
0: is. She does a great job. Great. She's like, but like, yeah, she can deliver she it.
1: And it is like dynamic and uh, interesting. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's impressive she, to just come in and like own a scene against, especially with the other
0: actors in this who are, uh, she's, she's acting against Travolta pretty much the entire time. And so that I think, yeah, she, she, she holds her own pretty well. I just it is fun exposition of like she, like we kept the, the ultimate bad guy alive and we want you to swap faces with him yes. and, and then like Travolta's like and he's like immediately like yeah maybe I should do this maybe this is the best way to, to we have 30 days to find a bomb in Los Angeles maybe this is the best way for me to to <laughs> solve this crime so which it like even that's kind of a even they kind of abandon that pretty quick. It's funny how they are these big plot devices and they just sort of move on very conveniently uh, uh, with the body swap stuff. I don't know. Like her, it's funny that to me too that she's in it and she has to deliver such important parts of the plot and basically lay out the movie for the rest of the audience. And then as soon as they like get what they need from her, they basically just be like, all right, we killed her character. Like she's yeah. dead. It's like that down periscope thing. It's like she died. We, we don't need this person anymore. <laughs> But yeah, I, uh, I, 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 the cast in this is, it was, was a lot of, a lot of fun. I know they had some interesting choices of like, it was gonna be Michael Douglas and um these two people who were probably a little too old at this point to have done it. I'm trying to think of, yeah. Uh, Michael me, Douglas one was of the a, main characters. Yeah. It was Michael Douglas okay. was a producer, but I think he was originally going to be in it with somebody else. And I think it was gonna be a little bit more sci-fi. And I think Uh, look at the
1: script was so like Wu got the script in '93 and and passed on it. And it was a lot more sci-fi. And he just didn't feel he was up to that he didn't have the skill to direct this like his kind of sci-fi movie that just wasn't in his wheelhouse of doing it. Um and they brought it to him again and they kind of reworked it to take some of the sci-fi out because it was originally like set in the future, and like a ton more sci-fi elements, especially like in the prison. Um, and I think a lot more of the prison stuff and kind of scaled it to make it a John Woo movie more so than a sci-fi movie. Um, but you see like a lot of like in the face off stuff, the sci-fi elements still, still in there. I think they were, <clears throat> I think <throat> Willis, Bruce Willis and That's Alex it. Baldwin. That were, was one of them. Yeah. I think cage and Johnny Depp. They're looking at, at a <laughs> time. Would
0: have, that would have been a weird movie. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of would want to see that, uh, and then I think, I mean, this is IMTP bullshit, so who knows? But they said that at one point there was going to be Schwarzenegger and Stallone. I think that's who uh. the writer.
1: I think that's the writers
0: when they were writing it,
1: what was in their head of like, if we can get Schwarzenegger and Stallone, this now you like, <laughs> you got a movie. Oh, this would be massive. Like any studio is going to back that because yeah, you know, the because t- they're. I mean. They're writing it um, at the height of Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Like if you get those two guys in 1993, like this is the biggest movie. You're Uh, right.
0: You're right. But I also think like this would be infinitely more terrible if they did that. Like, (laughs) oh, I can't even (laughs) fathom those two guys trying to do this stuff. Like it just wouldn't. I would argue that uh, wouldn't work. (laughs) Stallone probably has the acting ability to pull some of playing the other character off but i don't think schwarzenegger could ever ever come close um yeah i i would i would like to see it because i think it would be hilarious but i think if you did have two bigger actors especially people who had physical presence like the two of those people those guys did it, it would it would detract from the entire movie
1: they're in there so i mean they're both like muscular stuff, but they're so physically unique yeah and how they look and sound and do like
0: it's not it's plausible. All, it's, right it's <laughs> almost
1: just like this it's too much like like it's, travolta and cage are a little closer to like average guy kind of physicality of like yeah. yeah like not like something is like these two are already feel like, some, somewhat off for a human being
0: yeah and now that i'm looking at it i uh, on my background uh i've got the the shot of cage and and travolta on their other sides of the mirror and i do look and i'm like it's funny that they just let you You kind of just glaze over it but it's like it's just two people who physically have no resemblance like <laughs> body type i know they kind of explain that away but it's like it is crazy that you just they set this up in such a way that you're like yeah whatever i'm on board like well i'll just go with this what's insane about all this Ew. Like, like i don't know if we're
1: ready to talk about the procedure
0: yes i'm ready to talk
1: about the procedure <laughs> if, if you're the doctor who had this technology to do this like don't work for the government you could be the richest person on the planet because you can literally transform someone's body into anything yeah like like you can like like you can make them lose weight you can add muscle you can do like you can totally restructure like all these things it's like you would be the richest plastic surgeon on the planet because literally every human being, like I mean, not every human being, but like how many people are getting plastic surgery? And like apparently you have this like very spontaneous process. Like, like you could I, I, charge a million dollars for this, and you'd have people lined up out the door.
0: I think his patent on the uh, the fast acting inflammatories probably would also make him very wealthy. Well. <laughs> Well, and the the fact that like he has this technology to do
1: surgery that leaves like no scars and like yeah, it it it, it skirts all the the medical leaps. The the number of medical leaps occurring and that's just like bonkers. I was like, I've had surgery like a number of times in my life, and like the recovery period is not insignificant in the time where like your body is like obviously different. And the level of surgery this is like reshaping your entire body, slicing your literal face off. <laughs> like I uh so like, did you have really face- good
0: anti-inflammatories are uh not not the only thing that you're gonna need on it. I wish it was just like see, the the doctors explained to us like, well, this uh, advil I'm gonna give you the, the healing <laughs> process will only take days when it should have taken weeks, and it's just like okay, or it'd, all right, it'd be on, really on funny of uh if, if like if the cage
1: gets, has it done, but then its face is like all swollen and weird. Like even like what his face would actually look like after <laughs> this, and he goes to the hospital. And everyone's like, "What happened to your face, man?" And like, yeah, they
0: really rushed me up. Uh, in the- <laughs> I'm Castor Troy. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking Elephant Man. Um, yeah, I know. I I. I would love to talk about this procedure. It's all it's all this. Thing. It's like, oh, I have liposuction. That's not like invasive and horrible for you. And uh, oh, I can add muscle. And I can add. I can. I can. We can they could also. My favorite part. You brought this up. They can also style your hair for you while you're, you're getting surgery.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> is the funniest part of the montage. It's like these advanced things, <laughs> and then like, it's just getting a haircut.
0: Like yeah, it's, it's like. Same thing they do at Great Clips. We're just gonna add a little bit of dye. We're gonna, we're, trim, gonna really, like, we're gonna spruce it up, and then you're gonna look just like Castor Troy. It's gonna be good. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that that cracks me up to think that they they just did they something where they, they lifted his face off and then put a new one on. They're like, yeah, let's get some hair trimmings in there too, and make sure that
1: like we really get this done. Uh but like, shout out to Woo, the way he shoots this, the montage, like he kind of buy everything. It's like, oh, we got this like translucent plastic. Face thing, we got this uh, face contact solution where you put the face in, like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that all all adds up. What I really wanted was a scene where uh, they talking to the doctor, and he's like, "So, doc, like any potential like side effects, any risks?" He's like, "No, no, we get it all figured out." I was like, "Well, you know, occasionally we make an inhuman monster that we have to mercy kill, but that's like one out of ten that happens, <laughs>
0: like, which
1: uh, normally everything happen. goes off without a hitch, like." <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I love the idea that they're spraying like a bunch of Alcon bottles of like a saline solution into a a huge (laughs) container to hold somebody's face. But they do kind of do that. I don't, they don't do it well. But the, uh, when, when they reveal, I was just thinking, like, all right, you just made this guy do a face swap with a guy who killed his son that he's been hunting for six years. And you don't do any kind of like slow build up to like maybe let him ease into the idea that he's about to <laughs> see the face of the man he hates. I'm like, they're like, let's just put him in front of a bunch of mirrors and let's just see what happens. <laughs> let's go it's to your point on making a monster. It's like, all right, Robert, I could end too well. And you then in just- typ-
1: and and typical uh, Nick Cage fashioning that uh, it was not in the script for him to. Grab the thing and shatter the mirror. That was oh, all. was it? It's all Cage. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That took everyone by surprise.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, bad news, everybody. This is gonna be a one taker because <laughs> Nick Cage just broke off set. <laughs> well, I guess uh, John Woo talked about it, it threw some of the actors off
1: that he does a lot of like just one take. He's like, if it's good, he's like, good to go. He's good to roll. And the actors <laughs> are used to like multiple takes and multiple takes. You're using. You're getting coverage. You're doing this. And so, they, there are times he was like, well, just to like kind of keep my actors happy, like, I just do three takes, even though I was happy with the first one, because that's they what were... they like to do. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's such a fine line. Like, if you get to like 12 takes, like, the actor might start getting annoyed because it's like, well, what am I doing wrong? What am I like? What do you want? Tell me what you want. It's like, but if you don't do enough takes,
0: you're like, well, you're not letting me explore. Like, you're not giving me <laughs> any room to. That feels like a real Travolta note. Like, <laughs> I need you to be letting me do more. I, I gotta, I gotta really figure out. You what. gotta
1: let me warm up into this. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so my first big scene is me playing Sean Archer, who's actually playing Castor Troy. <laughs> so you gotta let me work on this.
1: What What's hilarious is, and the, I guess Travolta's really good about at doing impersonations, and you can kind of see it is in it his it? performance. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> no, they were talking about on set like he can do like old actors and stuff. Like, um, it's pretty funny. Like. He's doing much more impersonating, like the Nick Cage performance at times. Cage, yeah, <laughs> Nick Cage is he is doing a regular guy trying not like interpret having to in. So Nick Cage is doing. Someone just watched my performance, and is trying is a regular guy trying to mimic that performance. <laughs> Yeah. He's never really trying to be true to do the no. mannerisms of uh, yeah, of what Travolta was doing. I like, I feel um the face thing. So Travolta the way trying touching. to get. Travolta's trying to get the caster Troy. Right, other than the face touching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which uh so are we do you want to talk about the face touching? <laughs> uh I don't know if I have a lot to say. It's just weird. And I'm sure there's a there's a reason that it's in the movie. Like like there's an affectation that's there for. I, purpose, I can tell right? you the reason. Tell me the reason. John Woo, <laughs> that's the reason. That's what I thought. John Woo's blind. Is that what the thought is? Is he has to read people's faces yeah. to recognize well, them? So he he wanted like some kind
1: of family gesture that like the character would know one to like show the connection of the family, but also later when they do the face swap. He can come in and there's something he can do with the family. Um, I totally buy it with the little kid. No problem. Like, I have kids. I get, like, when the kid was, like, one years old, it's something you did. And they laughed hysterically. And so you, like, kind of kept doing it. And, like, it's a thing. Do you do it with your wife? With the (laughs) wife? That's batshit fucking crazy. Like, uh... like, at, at what point in their relationship did he start doing it? Was it, like, third date? Just like runs it like waterfalls his hand down her face and she was like yeah this is the guy
0: I think it was during that date that he talks about to convince her he's actually Sean <laughs> Archer she she broke her tooth on something and when she was at the dentist getting it fixed he waterfalled her face or something <laughs> and she's like yeah I'm, I'm on I'm on board with this this guy this guy's got it going yeah I'm gonna try that to my kids later on and just see what they do I think <laughs> and be like oh that yeah like, I think weird. one of them's I think one of them is going to laugh. And I think one of them is going to just be like, leave me alone. Like, don't do that. Again. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it to Anna, too, and see how it happens. If I did it to my cats, they would be pissed off. Like, they're not going to like it. But yeah, so I, was like, I fully get like the little kid, like
1: weird things can develop as like a parent with like a little kid that like yeah. somehow like keep going. And when they're when they're like 13, 14, probably like get the courage to be like, you can't do that anymore. It's really weird. Like it's like oh right you're right I'm sorry like I just like,
0: to his I love you and like, I still
1: see you as like a little baby like yeah that I've always loved but, yeah you're right I guess I get yeah, why you wouldn't want me to do that like
0: <laughs> oh all right so I, I took this off top but you're right like um Cage is always just emoting a lot and that seems to be his <laughs> his version of I- inhabiting the Castro or, tr- or the the Sean Archer character it's weird like he doesn't well right doesn't it's match. like I'm acting. I'm a guy who knows and needs to act like a crazy guy.
1: <laughs> and yeah. So he's like, how big can I make my eyes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do I do like that uh at the end where or not the end, but that shootout at um the guy Dietrich's house uh <laughs> where he ta- I guess he takes like mescaline or something. I don't know what he takes, but it's like yeah, I'm not up it, on drugs enough to, but yeah, it, it, it's just cage smiling. Like he's insane into the mirror. Yeah. I think that's your, I think that's your, the one that's your background, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Gina, I just would love to be on the set of like, what's in Gina Gershon's head. Cause she has to come in and like act against that. And he just keeps doing it too. <laughs> Look, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Where he's like, what if I just smile like I'm insane? Yeah. And then you just keep talking to me and I don't say anything. And then and I think she hits him and like that's that's like the cut for the next scene. And she punches him in the face and knocks <laughs> him out. And I'm
1: like, what and like obviously what they're going for is like this character is so unhinged and crazy, and everyone's a little scared of him. That yeah. no one's gonna call him on his bullshit. Uh, like, uh, you uh, not really crazy. acting like yourself because there's no baseline for him. Yeah. So like it's like any moment he could snap and like this was all like fucking with us and like i'm just gonna roll with it because like who knows um
0: but it's also like this is insane (laughs) like well it it, you and i were writing about it right like if i changed personality that much in the the course of like a week people are gonna notice like it's not even no you're right like is nobody gonna? Is anybody gonna suspect that it was like somebody swapped their <laughs> face with me? No, probably not. But they're gonna <laughs> definitely to be, be... Great. like, tell <laughs> your wife, Is this a face off? <laughs> yeah, did you a face off with somebody? I'm like, yeah, I did. I uh, um, I just don't have any friends who are as big and over the top as like as <laughs> uh Troy is in this. I, I don't. It might take a little bit longer than than what's what's being presented here, but yeah, it's it's not gonna work. I um,
1: right. Like No one's gonna suspect this, but uh, so. So I go back and forth in my head of like, you're acting really weird. Someone's gonna call up. Like they're just gonna be like, why are you acting like this? Like you gotta you gotta stop. You gotta get your shit together. And I get like, um, his wife does kind of, Joe Allen does kind of do that like, a little bit of like, I've re- like this is exhausting. I've had enough of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you've been like totally emotionally unavailable since our son died and now something else is going on you're being really weird and like sh- can you please just like
0: get your shit together yeah mm-hmm. she's probably the most sympathetic character in this entire movie because <laughs> yeah. she's had to suffer with Sean Archer being uh pretty dour the, the, the for 6 but, years yeah. and the, like being an unavailable husband and dad and then then it gets then he face swaps with Castor <laughs> Troy the guy who killed her son Caster Troy has sex with her, yeah. Which I don't think they uh, delve enough into how, but like, <laughs> that would fuck you up. Well, you said this the, that one of the studios rejected the movie because of that. I, I forgot. Yes, about I that, guess that was a crazy. This was at like Warner
1: Brothers or something. So what's insane is, um, the the one studio like the they wanted the, the to take that out, and the writers were like no, like we think we, we think we need that in the movie. So like. This is what this like guy would do, um,
0: but I think I think was it who what studio ended up making this? A Universal? That, um, that's what I was looking up right now. It's, okay, it's but, touch it's Touchstone and Paramount were the two. Studios that's right. That okay, attached. That's right. Paramount. Um, so Paramount they did, gave a note. Those they want
1: in the Gina uh Gina Gershon scene, they wanted them to fuck.
0: Oh, that makes sense now.
1: And, and the writers were like, "Well, no, because he's like our good guy." can't cheat on his wife like the first yeah. chance he gets yeah it makes it and they're like guy. oh but like we want a sex scene with her like it's like like so one place is like like rejecting this because like the bad guy um and i get i get why you maybe would have reservations so, like because that's you know basically a form of rape and like you maybe know. we don't want rape in our big somehow tentpole blockbuster movie like don't they're not sure how that's going to play for the audience like i could see being like skittish about that but then the other place being like, "Oh yeah, we need a hot and heavy scene with these two. Like, <laughs> audiences want to see Nick Cage and, and Gina get it on."
0: Well, I'm thinking this is like what a year or two off of uh, uh, Showgirls. <laughs> yeah, ninety oh, yeah. yeah, five. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, she she's still she's still on that uh that that Showgirls trajectory. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you're you're right. Like it doesn't that doesn't make any sense, and it. I get now why they shot everything the way they did is you're right. Like they can't have, you can't keep, I think it's a more interesting movie. If you make Archer, a morally complicated character, but I think if, if like their intent was like, we just gotta have a sexy scene, have a sexy. I'm like, yeah, that's probably not the right motivation for where yeah, you go I, with, with uh, what you're doing here. Like, I, uh, I, I kind of see what the studio is saying. Like, like for a,
1: a different movie, if you're going a different path, if like, if you're trying to go down like that, Oh, like they actually both are kind of now seeing the appeal of each other's lives for a period of time of, yeah. Like, Oh, this is like this freedom. I've been so, um, for Archer, like I've been so buttoned up, not holding my emotions in doing that. Like suddenly this freedom I'm experiencing being this character, I just do whatever I want. I'm like, like, like oh like I kinda like this is like more like emotionally healthy, like letting out what I'm feeling and thinking and like like I see the appeal of living this way. Yes. And then like um for castor Troy if it's like, oh you know, like I oh like being respected um by these people, having like a wife and daughter who like love and care about you and like
0: he likes um, the power side of it.
1: Having like, and, like but like maybe like having true intimacy with someone and they're not just like afraid of you um if if they wanted to take it that route that could be interesting that's not uh definitely not they they touch on that a teeny tiny bit but not really where they're um quite where they're going um because they do a little bit with uh troy and the daughter
0: Um, uh yeah that gets a little weird yeah i'm a but it's always a little creepy like is he gonna try uh, to fuck her yeah <laughs> like, she- like they walked they actually walked that one is creepy uh, right up to the line and yeah <laughs> hanging out there for a while um
1: but it's like he kind of is like bonds with the daughter a little bit and it's like a little funny like a little tidbit it's like oh like she's not had like really a dad like kind of g- relate to her in any way yeah um and she now kind of appreciates it but uh but talk about creepy, uh, Danny Masterson. Uh, trying yeah, I was to gonna say rape somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, he was oddly uh, pretty weird believable in that scene. Weird,
0: uh, weird foreshadowing.
1: I, uh, I had forgotten completely about that. And when he, it's like, holy shit! Like, I, it's
0: like, it's, wow. It's almost one of those scenes where you could, if they were like want to re-release this, they could just cut most of that out of the of the movie, and it would never matter. Yeah. <laughs> <But, laughs> Um, yeah, it's pretty disturbing that like, that's, that's basically where his career ends up in 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Or even was even that long. Um, but hey, uh, it was was worth it for me writing that note in support of him to the judge of, uh, (laughs) what a good guy he is. Hey, and that's what Scientology expects of you, buddy. So keep up the good work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what, that was the whole backstory, right? was like, basically Scientology forced their hands or something like that, or. Like I, I know no that they, they they, they had a response not long after because it was what uh, Kutcher and and Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis yeah. <laughs> sent letters of support. I don't know, like uh, that's that's pretty. I, I'm I'm surprised they did that. I feel like they were they should have been smarter than than that. It's it's a weird move.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, real, what, weird. Do you, what do you have to gain?
0: Like well, why are you? Because <laughs> Kutcher's in charge of like a a, a nonprofit that supports uh, right and he got victims kind of, of sex trafficking.
1: I, like I think he resigned.
0: From being oh, on the board
1: they? or something of it or something cool. kind of get like pushed out. Like, I think you still like donate supports it, but like it was like yeah, I don't want to be a distraction on this important work, and like I get like this is kind of now just
0: a bad vibes. Uh, yeah, yeah, made a bad mistake. Oops. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> Man, it's crazy, we have not talked a single b- a bit about any of the actual action in this movie, but there are so many other crazy things. And this, do you mean this movie directed by John Wu, like,
1: famous, influential, important action director?
0: Yeah, and I, um, I'm just like, I'm going through all my like, there's so many things. We, we I could seriously talk about this movie for five hours. It's uh, oh, yeah. oh, I know what I was gonna say was the road trip that I, movie that I want to see with Castro Troy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because they, Margaret Cho sets up that the prison that, that Troy gets, well, the archer goes to as Troy, uh, is in the swamps of Georgia. And the movie is firmly set in Los Angeles. Like they they, <laughs> like, they tell you, the, well established place in Los Angeles. <laughs> and then they just show him in a Volvo, then he's driving back. So,
1: I was watching it again. I was watching it again last night. And I was really paying attention to this. They don't, they, <laughs> so. He jumps off this, like, oil derrick thing that's supposed to be the yeah. prison into the water. Then he goes to, like, a scene of, like, other characters. The next time you see him, he's in L.A. He's stealing a car from a valet station.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and it's he's like, in the same clothes.
1: <laughs> it's like he's traversed the country <laughs> somehow. Yeah, this. which,
0: are you driven across the country? How many days does that take, like, yeah, <laughs> for a normal person, like, at least three days? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. If you if you want to push it, you could do it in two. Um, yeah. But especially by yourself, because you could do sixteen hours, stop sleep for a night, do another like sixteen, and pretty much be there. Um, but, but yeah, I've literally driven from Georgia to LA. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. So you've you've done this drive. You've done the Castro yeah. uh, uh marathon. Yeah, I mean, I think we did
1: like three days of driving, stop two nights, yeah, uh, kind of thing. It was you know, still a shitload of driving. <laughs> it's really fucking long.
0: You think Sean Archer? I I, I like to imagine that like, like like he just stole like an old Toyota and he's just driving across <laughs> just, the country. Just, just gets there, yeah. Yeah, and then he was like, it gets to LA. He's like, all right, I gotta steal a nice car. I'm gonna go steal a Volvo. <laughs> Apparently, it's that not was like a joke. we have a
1: a ticking clock established at the beginning of this movie. Although I guess uh, by this point they've diffused the bomb.
0: Yeah, because I think that was the that's big what kind of
1: motivates him
0: to get to out. Of jail. Like he gets yeah. the yeah. Okay. Okay. It 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 does check out the continuity's there and there's no flaws in any of this writing. Um Um, well, no, like the writers on all this stuff um are really complimentary of Wu.
1: He's like, yeah, we fully know like there are logical leaps we're asking the audience to make where we're not showing point A to point B. Yeah.
0: Which that's okay.
1: And they're like, because that's boring as hell. It, It would distract from the movie and slow things down. And that's why it's awesome to have like a John Woo directing the movie because you you it's so interesting and dynamic and moving. You don't stop and think about that stuff until you've watched it like you know three four times and start to pull out the flaws of things and start to, like like when you just go in the theater seeing it for the first time you're just on the ride and it all works. Um,
0: I, uh, uh, I
1: I agree. I, what's I, I, your uh? Okay. Oh, good. Go, go, go. Um, I was just if, if you want to do action too, What's your favorite action sequence in this?
0: Hmm. Hmm. I I've always really liked the opening of this. The uh, <coughs> excuse me. The uh, airport shootout. I just think it's it's fun. It sets up everybody pretty well. It sh- it shows that. You've got um, a really flamboyant uh, uh, bad guy. Uh, you get all of the crazy uh, suits and like drug paraphernalia and crazy guns of Nicolas Cage's character. And then, and like him basically being kind of a wild man. You get uh, Pollux, it, 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 you get Pollux Troy trying to shoot people and failing. And then you've got uh, Sean Archer who. It's kind of the do-it-all stop and nothing cop. So I, I like I like the opening just because well one and we'll talk about this later, but uh there's no kids in the middle of being a, a giant shootout, which I think is important. And I yes. just thought that the um the the final the final shootout in the church, it's too small at that point. For good reason, it's too small and it just doesn't And you. then they go to the right. boat chase. And then they go to the boat um, chase. I think your your note was where is this church? And I think my response was <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It's, it's a beachside chapel. <laughs> that's next to a like a shipping lane that also has a marine at it. That's that's uh, on a bluff. <laughs> it's like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. The geography in this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But yeah, I think the opening. I, I I like the shootout and the where and the and the hangar and um. The only thing I don't like about it is the cheesy. uh, they get the drop on each other at the same time, and they're having this long dialogue before the, either of them tries to shoot the other. <laughs> it's like, all right, that yeah, probably wouldn't happen, but that's okay. That's okay. But that's where it's like, it's a movie, like, yeah.
1: How about you? No, I, I, I like that answer. I think the opening it, pro- and it, it promises so much on the action and character level that the movie delivers on. Yeah, but it's like it really is like holy fuck! This like this is awesome. This is a movie. <laughs> um, it's, it's got like I mean, it's got like a, um trying to chase down a plane, a helicopter, battling a plane, then goes into like massive shootout after a plane crashes in a hangar. Um, that and then it goes and it's got the um the John Woo action like gun yeah. fighting stuff um and it but you get in so much character stuff as well of you're not learning who these two guys are pretty effectively and what like what the difference is in them where you're like oh like yeah I'm on board for these two guys basing off for, <laughs> for the next
0: two hours do you think that sudden death would have also been a good name for this movie uh if we're gonna go with hockey <laughs> like hockey references yeah it is the funniest thing um and i
1: was like it's just for like, human nature or how like people are It just it reminded so much of like cor- corporate work in world the uh studio didn't like was nervous about the slash in between <laughs> face-off because it was just weird they thought that were worried people were gonna think it was like a slasher movie or like it's just not and they worried how like um Movie theaters couldn't put that on like a marquee. Like, yeah, they don't, they don't, have, have, they don't have the
0: characters for they it. They don't have
1: a character there. Like, just, it's just something unusual. And the writers that came in and said, it was like, well, what we put it there because we're worried people were going to think it was a hockey movie if it was just called Face Off and the slash. Like, they won't think it's a hockey movie. It differentiated. And the studio, like, totally bought that. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we get that. Like, yeah, we don't want to be making a hockey movie. And, <laughs> and it's just like that is exactly like it just reminded like stuff like my job or things like that's exactly how like a ceo type of guy like like shit you get a spin of like we gotta give you a bigger worry (laughs) of why we do it this way so that you stop worrying both so that you're like yeah you're right we you're that makes total sense we gotta we gotta do it like this (laughs) it's like like that was just bullshit but sure let's go
0: (laughs) i i um I love it, and I feel like it was definitely somebody probably put on the spot of, like, uh, this is why. And they're like, yeah. Okay. All right. We're yeah. good. Let's go. Let's go do it." With the slash. Yeah, or
1: some big summer temple. People cannot think it's a hockey movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, well,
0: so speaking of summer...
1: Also, it's hilarious, because, like, you're talking about, like, how the promotion behind this, like... I mean, again, this is probably, like, early yeah. in the process of the worries and stuff, but, like, this is literally on, like, Entertainment Tonight across the country, like, broadcasting, like... <laughs> the making of this movie and things it's like yeah people are going to know what this movie is like no one's going to be confused
0: no yeah i mean well you said that the 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 budget was smaller for this initially and they shot the boat chase i think you said they shot the boat chase earlier because yeah so
1: one of the producers intentionally had them shoot the boat chase first because i mean and i get why like the studio like their job is to make money and not just blindly spend it and so they try to and so. you spend a lot, but you don't know if someone's going to be a big hey. You don't want to send like bad money after good money. Um, and that, but the producer knew it was like, okay, they're going to see like the dailies and like see this scene. So like, they shot the boat chase, and he's like, I know like the action in this is going to be incredible, and the studio is going to this is what they're going to get first from us. So when we come asking for more money, they're going to be like, yeah, all right, that's fine. Like, we're, <laughs> we're loving where this is going, like, this is going to be a big hit. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's so smart. Like,
0: <laughs> this pretty, is I, I, when you said that or wrote that, I was like, that is a pretty clever way to do it. Is like the studio is going to love this shit. Like, let's give yeah. them that first. And then <laughs> <laughs> I had
1: uh, a uh, shootout with a little kid listening to Over the Rainbow.
0: <laughs> I, uh, th- that I was also going to say, um, or for- Nick Cage smiling in a mirror like a maniac. <laughs> well, uh, recycling the, the the cheaper side of this and it works for me but in the prison they're using uh, leftover costume props from Super Mario Brothers, (laughs) the the boots the the magnetic boots that they've got uh were apparently the same like jump boots they use in Super Mario Brothers for them to fly uh, in that I mean that movie's and I watched that a couple weeks or a couple months Uh, ago it's really it's a really hard bad movie yeah I've not seen that in in forever because I it's not like uh... The slog. It's it it what it, it was like. I kind of kept thinking like, oh yeah, this would be fun. Like, all right, Liguizamo and and uh, um, Bob guy, Hoskins, Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper's Koopa. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I was like oh, like those guys are all good. Like it should be, yeah. No, it's it is it is like I had a hard time, and I I like shitty movies. My like, I had a hard time sitting through that, but yeah, they use the same costume uh boots apparently, and that's like the the magnetic boots they're <laughs> in this, which. There's also lots of like all right, you have a magnetic field that surrounds everybody, and that's like what everything connects to the floor. But then you have guards who are walking around with like metal weapons. It's like the whole magnetic like gun. Thing. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, yeah, it's like how would you uh, have guns in this place. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah. there, there's some there's some some issues with that now that I started thinking about it. But that made me laugh that 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 they just decided that we're gonna use the same props for, for I don't know why. Like I'd love to the backstory of like, hey, we need to figure out these metallic or these these uh magnetic boots. It's like, oh hey, I got these these uh jump boots from Super Mario Bros. in the Closet. You want to use those? Yeah, fuck it. Let's just use those. Like that's... oh, I can tell you exactly why. The studio, the prison was supposed to be like, because originally
1: it was all in the future. This it's prison future was supposed stuff. to be really sci-fi. Yeah. And that's the writers true. were fighting, uh, like like this prison needs to be like somewhat unique. Otherwise, like the is gonna get potentially boring here as it's just like everyone's seen a million prison scenes in a movie. Like we need to this needs to be a little different. Um, we've had so like and I agree. You've had so much crazy stuff happening. You got to keep, like, you got to keep, keep those keep little things coming. Like, you got to keep it rolling. Um, but the studio is, like, trying to cut it back and, like, save money. Like, oh, this is a place where we can, like, cut all that sci-fi stuff out of the prison and save a ton of money. Um, so I think it was just, like, well, what do we have that we can still use? Like, we can keep the metal boots. We got, like, <laughs> prop department's got these. All right, that's enough. Like,
0: <laughs> no, it, everyone it, wins. <laughs> It 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 works pretty well. It's just funny that like Paramount, I think it was Paramount. It's like, well, let's just take one yeah. shitty movie and let's just let's just take the props <laughs> from that and let's put in this other movie that's going to be pretty good. and we get to pay get off for us. Maybe get some return on that Super Mario investment we made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, like it, it is funny. The nineties are 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 strewn with just ideas that later would work well and pay off. That that the first first go at them like. Just didn't, we like, yeah, we weren't wrong, just <laughs> yeah. Like, don't they? Technology was like we watched the uh Super Mario Brothers movie yesterday morning, and uh, fun, still good, and you know, it works really well. But the new, the new one, the yeah, the the, 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 yeah. the uh, Charlie Day, and uh, what's his name? Yeah, More yeah, I've
1: thought it was okay, but yeah, kids seem to like it, and I know it was a big hit, so I guess it worked
0: for him. Um, it's uh, I, I like, I like. I like it kind of catches it, it. It it it's a kick on all the nostalgia stuff that you want to yeah, see. I, that that's for, that's where it works. My issue is like, oh, I see,
1: I can see too much like the sausage being made that I see like because it's what like Illumination Animation Studio. So it's like, I think so, yeah. They crafted the Illumination formula of like little like you need this, you need this, and you need this, and crafted that onto the Super Mario World and like. Like I kind of see the seams between that connection a little bit. So like, yeah, I get it's like fun and stuff. It's, like, uh, like I get what they're doing here. Like, I, don't I, know I, I, I
0: fully think, think they're going to make a second one, and then after that, oh, it okay, made that's, a that's, billion that's dollars. Be,
1: they're definitely making a second one.
0: <laughs> but I could see it like being like that's the end of it. Like I could also see like how do you follow this up, and it's anywhere remotely like you <laughs> entertaining. Like, like like where does the yeah, Maria?
1: Well, Mario is not a robust story. No, so. it's not. Which is why no one had ever really cracked this before,
0: because there's really no story in Mario. <laughs> no, no, just a guy saving a princess from a dungeon, and that's pretty... and then a bunch of insane little things like mushrooms and Goombas, and like yeah, yeah have no
1: logic behind them.
0: No, and I, it's that's why I'm like, I don't. It's definitely one of those things where they like it starts to fall apart. That the the more you you dive into it, so we'll see. But um uh yeah so anyways um uh space <laughs> boots yeah great <laughs> um i uh, i'm trying to think of like the other stuff like there's so much to talk about um so oh i know talk- we talked about his driving cross country um <laughs> i did think it was weird I-, I still go back to this as a plot hole of like um archer well troy as archer goes and defuses the bomb it was like the impetus for the whole the whole movie <laughs> and uh he diffuses it with two seconds left and the bomb their their bomb squad's like, nope, can't diffuse it. We're we're all done. Like basically <laughs> we're all dead. And like he's like, All right, get out of the room. And they're like, What? So he makes them all leave. And then he just diffuses it with putting a code in it. And like <laughs> that's not suspicious to anybody. <laughs> it's just like like, right. they, like how'd you do it? How'd
1: you know to do? it's like oh, and I guess he's like, oh, I just know him like in his head. like that, and-
0: that that's the only explanation <laughs> of like they're just they're so close to each other, they they know exactly what the <laughs> other one would do. What's interesting to me though about that, why would, why would, um, what's his name, Tro- uh, Castor Troy ever know anything about Sean Archer? Like, it just seems strange that, like, right, the way they set this up is as if these guys have been stalking each other for, for years.
1: Well, I think, I, I don't know, I think they do a pretty decent job that he does it, and That's why they have him read, like, the wife's diary, I guess, and
0: things. So he gets
1: into it. So I mean, that's kind of like a, um, because you're right, there's no reason he would have known. Well, and they kind of play on that because it's like the dead son's like birthday or something. Yeah, he's completely oblivious to. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Why would Troy ever like? Yeah, he wouldn't intimately know all those things about about a. Well, because I guess
1: I don't know. I guess there is something that there is a back history because he's at the opening scene at the carousel. He is trying to
0: kill him. Yeah, that's true. And it
1: seems his only motivation is he wa- he does it, he wants to kill him. This isn't part of like a bigger like job or anything. Um, so there is some personal touch that we just don't we don't really get. And I think there was in the script more backstory on Troy, um, a bit that got kind of cut in the process of the movie of just not room
0: for <laughs> everything in this insanity. That, um, that's the one flaw of this movie, I think, is it could it could it could be both an hour longer or it needs to 30 be thirty minutes, minutes shorter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, twenty thirty minutes shorter because the the um, the family stuff really slows the movie down in the middle. And, think... and so that's, that's where I'm torn about. Do I want more uh-huh. Troy
1: backstory? Because where the movie started losing me a little bit is some of the, like the family stuff and, and I'm gonna and I say it loses me I mean I've seen this like <laughs> like twelve times so like uh like now I'm at a point where I'm like yeah yeah I, I understand I understand the, what this is doing the point of being the movie but like ah, I can kind of skip to the more fun stuff it's like I, I get why it's there and it's fine um but I wouldn't want more stuff like that I wouldn't like so I don't know if I want like a flash like seeing like the castor Troy version of these emotional like family scenes that kind of slow slow the movie down a bit maybe it's better we just keep moving he's just a crazy guy
0: um fair i think that's yeah yeah it's that's fair i i I think i think they they try and do too much character development um and I, i at times it just it just slows it slows everything down for me this movie is is i like it but it also is like I'll use the Bill Simmons example of like if I'm walking through a room and this is the part that's on, of like all the family stuff, I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. Like, I well, is in like the rewatchables
1: to... do like when you when when do you go to the bathroom?
0: Yeah, it's, it's like it's that's yeah. You, you go in the bathroom when
1: you get in like the family stuff. Um, and sadly, I think Joan Allen's great in this, but almost any scene with Joan Allen is like, oh, you can go to the bathroom now because it's a, you get it's a... you get.
0: It's like, exposition. Yeah. Like that's all. That's all it is. It it does get like it's just uh, emotional, and I think it adds
1: some pathos to the movie. And it, um, I think it is important in telling this story, um, and connecting us to the world and the characters. And because for a while it kind of becomes like Joan Allen's story, of she's kind of figured out something's going on is this guy pretending to be her husband going to figure out she knows and now she's in danger. And so like, you do need cause it. Cause that is some nice tension of, and I think for this concept, you need like, you need someone calling out, like, I- I'm recognizing weird stuff is happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> otherwise you're like, <laughs> like these are the dumbest people in the world. Like how does no one know? Like, Yeah. Otherwise this is just freaky Friday. Which, it took me an embarrassingly long time. I don't know how old I was
0: Uh-oh. to put together. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. this is just a body switch movie. Well, I mean, I I kind of just did that when I was thinking about the science part of it. And I'm like, like, oh yeah, like this is just it's it's yeah. Like it's they they not... sci
1: fied up the body swap movie. <laughs> like oh like if a you're making bit. a list of body swap movies. Like this is on it. Like this is one of them. They just did it sci fi instead of doing it like some kind of magic wish thing or something
0: yeah to your point i think this has the right level of sci-fi i think to your i'm glad woo made the decision of like i can't do something that's like super futuristic and you know probably heavy 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 effects driven type stuff i think this is like meat and potatoes type of john woo like yeah this is where it needs to be for him and i think it's a good fit but but you're right like i think he was a smart choice for him to reject it and and it's not. He makes so many smart it. little choices in what he shows because
1: it's really like for this like procedure and things like you see like four or five things that <laughs> make this believable and like you're kind of in and buy it and like um, and it's yeah. like and but when you like break them down it's like wait that's all they showed us for what this is is like <laughs> yeah this is this is impossible <laughs> um, but it's it's funny talking about the um, like. I Go back and forth on this movie sometimes. Um, but if I met somebody and they're like, Face Off is my favorite movie, I love it, <laughs> like it's everything I want from a movie, I'd be like, Yeah, I completely get that. It's awesome, it's a blast. Great action, crazy, like fun performances, great supporting cast, great directing. Um, and if I met somebody, it was like, I fucking hate Face Off, it's such a <laughs> dumb movie, I can't stand it. I'd be like, yeah, I totally get that too. <laughs> like, if you're not on board with what this movie's doing, it would be a rough watch. <laughs> it's a rough two hour,
0: twenty yeah. minute, or whatever. I'm trying to think of like if I showed this to my kids today, like, and they're too they're, they're too young because of the violence, but like, I wonder what somebody's reception to this would be today if if they watched it like then they never saw it back when it came out and it was new and it was like a. I, I yeah, I was tempted play. watching it as I kind
1: of want to show my daughter cause I think she's at, she's 13. I think she's at the perfect age for this. Yeah. Where she's oh, you're the same just, as we were. right. Just smart enough to fully get everything that's happening and the implications of these different scenes of them trying to behave like this person now and, and then, um, but still young enough where like so much, so much of what's happening is like completely going to be completely new. Um, to her that I, I think that would still play well in a movie fan of that age. Yeah. Um, that I totally think it would, that it would
0: still work. I, um, I, yeah, I, well, so I had an interesting fact. You, you did all the research for this. So I, and I appreciate the fact you did that. This has $600 attributed to it and, and box office proceeds from <laughs> 2022 because it was, I guess, re released somewhere in like Australia or or New Zealand. It was one of the two, and I just laughed. And I'm like, man, I wish I would go see this if this came back in theaters. Like, it's yeah like on would... the Cinemark thing. Like, I would 100 percent buy tickets for for if they're going to re release this. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: right, um, there. For yeah, I was at the movies yesterday. Um, they do they do the preview like the flashback cinema they do at yeah. one of um. And there was one I was like, ah, I'm kind of sad I missed that. But then um, Escape from New York um, is playing in a couple of weeks. I was like, oh I got to look at what those dates are. If I'm I'm free, that'd be fun to see in the theater. Um, um, but yeah, if this popped up on it as, I guess that would have been like the 25th anniversary, 2022. Uh, I don't know. Um, yes, I think that's, that's what I
0: was kind of thinking was it's, uh, yeah, I was trying to do the math. It's probably two thousand twenty-two, but
1: so I was just I was just thinking if like an anniversary would hit soon for where they would do that, but not too soon. But no. if, if they, like this would be the perfect <laughs> kind of movie to pop up in there because this would be great
0: in the theater. Uh yes, and I, I think I think that's what it's. I I I I would go see it. I would I would one hundred percent go see it. And I think to your point, you could take if they're if they're old enough, obviously, you could take your kids, and I'd love like I'd love to see their reaction because I well because you don't get. A lot like movies like that you don't get in the theater
1: that often I, I feel like other, than, like other than like the superhero stuff um well no I guess that's not true I guess there's still some action stuff like it's just not a like that genre is not as front and center as it was in 97 um and so you don't get I don't know I'm saying that but then I can think of exceptions I, I think it's I think I'm just not 14 anymore is, is what, yeah. I'm, what I'm learning. It doesn't feel I, yeah. the same
0: to me. I uh, That's where I, yeah. I, that's the hard part. You can never go back and see it through the same eyes of how you saw this the first time. And that's kind of a bummer because <laughs> that's that's such a good, I don't know. Like, like I, I I wish I could enjoy movies the same way I did when I was a kid because to your point with like, uh, what do you call it? Um <laughs> Uh so I, well but hey, you're I get what you're saying, brothers. but also good news,
1: you're smarter than a fourteen. Smarter than a fourteen. Wow, <laughs> that's debatable sometimes.
0: Um <laughs> uh no, yeah. I, I I agree. Hey, where where is that Escape from New York playing? Like, how did you what theater chain is that? Because I would 110% go see that in theaters. It's at
1: the the Evans Theater, which is like Georgia Theater Company. So they're I think somewhat unique. It's not like an AMC or Cinemark. Oh,
0: damn it. All right. Well, I guess I'm driving to Georgia. Place. I'm gonna try to um, <laughs> you to watch Escape from New York, even though I've got two different copies of it on either Blu-ray or DVD.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I actually just watched it not long ago because the Criterion channel has like a post apocalyptic sci-fi uh,
0: on thing there? they're doing.
1: And it's on there, and I was like, Oh fuck yeah, I'll watch that. Um and I was like, uh I was like, do I wanna go to the theater? I just, literally just watched it. Um I would. And, I I a hundred percent will watch that. And Ooh. I'm I'm um I like the, those things. I'm always torn about it, though, because sometimes I've gone. In, um, like, my understanding how a lot of places do it, it's, like, not a film print you're getting. They're literally, like, downloading a digital file. Oh,
0: and, project- so and like,
1: sometimes really. sometimes I find they don't look great. Yeah. Because um, they did, in the preview for this, obviously, this was an older one they showed. It was, like, Home Alone. And I actually saw Home Alone several years ago. but And it looked like shit, like, it's like whatever rip they have of this looks terrible it's like why like
0: um, so it's not it it's like, not an original print you don't think no yeah. god no
1: yeah okay it's not I mean it's not a print at all it's like it's, uh, fair, it's, it's fair. basically like like the home alone one looks like they popped the a DVD in
0: like <laughs> <laughs> they may have I I they, they may have there's times where last last year we did a bunch of those um cinemark events where they like they did they Christine Halloween um there were a bunch of um uh what do you call it uh, uh Hitchcock movies and uh yeah there's some like like Halloween like in, in, on the big screen like ooh, like you can really see some seams that TV kind of helps you hide. like a square TV like a yeah. 1980s square <laughs> TV really helped cover up some of the the problems here <laughs> well that's that's, um, several
1: years ago, I found, um, so I, I had, um, Star Wars on VHS, but not like the box set.
0: Like I the originals,
1: right? They yeah, like the, the, the New Hope. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: But right. I mean, like, like the pre-97 I, when, when, uh, what's his name? Right. decides he wants to do like, everything. It was a version, like, recorded off of TV, <laughs> so.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> And so it's, like, really grainy. But, like, that's how I watched Star Wars for, like, a lot of years. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to watch – I'm, like, going to – like, I have, like, the Blu-rays of it or stuff. like, I'm going to watch it, on like, this way. It was, like, because um, – it, it's, it's, it's so I have this, like, theory. <laughs> this is getting way off topic.
0: On I don't care. <laughs>
1: do it. On, like, some, like, Final Fantasy games and things are, like, Oh, when like when graphics were worse in video games, yeah, certain games were better because they really let you project whatever you wanted onto the characters and how they look. And now <laughs> yeah, that everything is like photorealistic, it's like, well, that's the character and how they look, <laughs> and like they are this, and I can't bring anything to it. So like, in horror movies, I think with the special effects for low budget things, and even Star Wars at the times, like oh, like. I can project a lot onto how good I want yeah. this to be because I'm watching, like, I know I'm watching a shitty version of it. That's And so like I can, in my mind, kind of make a leap of, like, oh, this actually looks really good. Just I, I have a shitty version. <laughs> like, like, that monster is, like, really awesome and scary. It's <laughs> like, but it's harder to do that if you're getting, like, the 4K restored, like, version of something of, like, Oh, that's what it looks like. <laughs> like okay, yeah. The graininess,
0: the braininess helps. It, it does, and I, I think um, you're right. There, like I remember with uh, Metal Gear Solid, it's one I always go back to because uh, also yeah. came out not long after after this movie. Uh, but Very I true. was like, the the technology and and what you're seeing on the PlayStation One, it's made me laugh because I'm like, oh, these are these graphics are so realistic, and then they show like what. Uh, Solid Snake's face looks like and it's like really it's just like two polygons and some like shading and it's like there's <laughs> yeah. no eyes there's no real like fa- it's like it's very it's a very uh, sim- simplistic but you're right it, those are more exciting to me than a lot of the stuff that's out today because it, it, today you're just oh it's like it's like going on an, am- an amusement park right that's, that's, that's the extent of what that's supposed to be is they're going to tell you what the experience is to your point you don't get to kind of put your own shading on what you want it to be
1: yeah, yeah. And that's kind of didn't realize that was really adding something to the experience. And kind that's of, why was,
0: the movie Battlefield Earth was made. <laughs> it was such a hit. I uh cause I because they wanted to put their own spin on what they thought things should be. I I did want to hit on that because I that was one thing we were talking about. The cast I forgot was uh <clears throat> it, it's interesting that this is still Travolta at a very important kind of uh re reimagining of his career. And it does seem like everything comes to a huge halt after like three years after this, when he does battlefield earth and like, so I was, I was, I was looking at that. Um,
1: and, and I think he had, there are still some things in production that
0: oh, so he really? still
1: had that well, so I think he was doing battlefield earth and it came out and was a bomb. I think there are still some things like going, but like, so, um, so battlefield earth is 2000, but then swordfish is 2001. Um, which was, a- I mean, Crazy whatever you it. want to write is, it but it's still like a big movie. I mean, it's maybe more of a, uh, um, Holly Berry, Hugh Jackman, um, yeah. movie to some degree, but I mean, the is like main, like villain main role main, um, very significant in it. Um, but I was like, Oh, that, I wonder if that was already in production when battlefield earth was flopping <laughs> like complete disaster um cuz then um 2002 he he's in gold member the Austin Powers as the movie in movie version of the of movie of right? pa- yeah of uh, gold yeah. yeah of playing uh, of all the cameos they have of It's like, like what? Tom Cruise he's Austin Cruise, Powers D- 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 De Vito, uh, and uh um Kevin Spacey yeah 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 God, um, yeah, I is I it that. uh um, oh, the, who's the the actress Gwyneth Paltrow I think, I think was, Gwyneth Paltrow
0: plays uh whoever the, um, the heroine's supposed to be um and but then I was like okay it's like
1: I don't know if without Battlefield Earth if he's already on a downward trend because you know prior to like after this there's nothing uh the big I mean he's in the thin red line but like, everyone's in the Is thin he? red line I
0: God, yeah, he's got a small role though, right? Right, and he has like
1: brigadier general or something, or like, yeah. Um, but then he's like in like a civil action, the general's daughter, like stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that era where, like of Travolta, where he's in like kind of like legal oh. military thriller type things. Yeah, um, what was the I was like, I don't know, I think he was already hitting a different, uh, a different
0: stage. Um, uh, uh, post- I I think the the cameo Travolta is like the best, yeah. In in this era, like I don't know why I love the I don't even know what band. I think it's like Chase Manhattan or whatever. But it's like the it's the redo of basically the intro to Saturday Night Fever with Travolta as Santa, and I'm like love it, and my kids love watching it, (laughs) yeah. And I'm like that's like the level I want to see him at now is like. You get him for like 30 seconds. It's a lot of fun. He gets to kind of do some silly mugging and then, like, he's gone. Like, you don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> I just, I don't, that, that's the energy I think, the energy level he needs to kind of try and stay at. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't know where, cause he kind of, he does a bunch. At, of- at some point in, um, like 2010 ish. Um, he suddenly goes into like the Bruce Willis, like yep, that's exactly. I'll that's what show I... up for your action movie for a million dollars, kind of like, kind of stuff, and is, it's like, huh, like I don't know if he had to do that, like, but, maybe there
0: like, wasn't a lot of operative. It seems like Wilds, there wasn't. He should have had like another big movie somewhere in there that he gets to v- kind they... of. Yeah, yeah, like there exactly. wasn't still something in Hollywood of like, if he just
1: waited like three <laughs> years for like a right Hollywood role, like it seems like someone would have had something for him. Um, I don't know if he was like, yeah, oh, I just want to. And I know as he's getting older, maybe he's thinking about his family of like, oh, I'm just going to turn these out and bring in some money here. And cause I'm, I'm content with this. So like I don't know. I'd be curious what motivated some of the choices. Uh,
0: the no, past he- like 10 years for him. He made some. I watched one of them. Um, I think I watched. Yeah, it's from 2018, and it's supposed to be like a pseudo documentary, but it's called Speed Kills, and it's about a guy who built speed boats in, in Miami in the 80s and sold them to drug dealers and stuff. It's so poorly made. Travolta doesn't do a bad job in it, but like the the movie's so bad or poorly made that you're like, how, like, like, why is a guy like this in 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 a movie? Like, he should right. be, yeah. He should be opening something that's that's a big deal and something that should be important for uh for for acting and he just doesn't. It's like he doesn't have an interest in doing that. Like you said, it just feels like he's cashing checks a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I'd be curious to hear him if,
0: <laughs> he's like, yeah, I
1: just, just work a little bit, get some money, and just, uh, live a nice life, and like, yeah, I'm good with that.
0: Um. I can't, I, if that's what he wants to do, can't blame him because he's certainly in a better position than I have <laughs> to do that
1: stuff. Yeah, right. But. And he's like, hey, I get to the point in my career where I can I can do that. And he might just make, like, you know what? It's kind of fun like doing these because I get to do whatever I want because they're just happy to have me. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not working for some like a tourist with a vision that like it's kind of a slog going into work every day. Like, hey, I show up and, you know. <laughs> pretend I'm a a tough bad like tough badass and
0: I uh I agree I I I, I feel like I mean even even uh what's his name um Schwarzenegger started doing movies like that around this time too like like he's just yeah clearly kind of out of out of the uh prime of his action career and he's just like all right well I'm trying to think what it was it was like something about like he was a small town sheriff or something he's like all right i'm gonna show up. i'm gonna shoot a couple scenes they're gonna do a bunch of action movies around me but really like i'm not gonna yeah. i don't have to do anything crazy like i'm just i mean it's just a job i'm just doing a job so well um this is random i'm gonna get, get back on this but you had a theory or maybe not even, i don't want to call it a theory but uh <laughs> it was something you said that's interesting and it's it was i think probably real which is uh, is this the last real movie like this in the 1990s? Is this kind of? I don't want to say it doesn't. I don't think it kills the the genre, but it, is, is this, this the last big kind of summer is blockbuster? Simul- simultaneously,
1: <laughs> the genre kind of jumping the shark. Y- yeah, that's, with like, and then but then also maybe <laughs> pushing like, oh, these types of movies are going to go sci-fi. Um like, the next way to go with this with, the technology and effects is, it's gonna be, like, The Matrix, and um, because this is kind of the last, like, huge summer action movie I kind of, like, and there are still, like, stuff like, but it's, like, that's in the vein of, and it's hard to quite pin it down, other than when we were like this age of like it falls into that like genre of like for a movie marathon when we're like doing one. Oh, we're going to get a are we Are going to get like, you know, we can do a couple comedies and we're going to get like a few action movies, which action movies are we getting? And this is on the list of like yep. potential action movies we're going to rent. Yep. And there's not much after this. That's in the same kind of, over the top 80s <laughs> 90s action movie like vein they either get sci-fi or they go the you pointed out the born route of being like kind of really grounded of more um yeah I don't know, like more envision or like a
0: it's it's grounded they're try they're trying to ground it I think because I, I was looking at it like 97. The top ten summer box office was Men in Black. Okay, big crazy sci fi movie. Uh, The Jurassic Park sequel, America, uh, Air Force One, My Best Friend's Wedding. That's an outlier. Um, Face Off, which is number five. Then Batman Robin, uh, Con Air, George of the Jungle, Contact, and Hercules. And so it's, you know, to your point. Like I looked at nineteen ninety eight, some of the bigger movies that came out. You've got like Rush Hour, which is a great movie. Ronin's the next year. Um, you know, the Avengers is. Oh yeah, Ronan falls
1: into this that genre I'm talking uh, about, but exactly uh, like like. It's, but it's, it's more it's, like yeah, it's.
0: That's Frank. I mean, that's Frankenheimer. I mean, and that and that was him at yeah. the end of his career. But they're they're doing but more maybe more yeah, understated.
1: Last gasp movie.
0: of right and pulling in bigger.
1: Yeah, dramatic actors too. But yeah, by like '98, um, is like Armageddon, Deep Impact, um, and so then you go down and like it's like. U.S. Marshals is like number thirty-two at the box office, um, getting a March release, and it's like, oh yeah, like it's like kind of recognizing that genre is maybe on its way, on its way out to a degree.
0: And *Lethal Weapon* four isn't is that year too, and that's kind of a that's a that's definitely a last gasp. But it's all that all they from the movie doing is acknowledging how old uh, everybody actually is at this point. <laughs>
1: So yeah, um, yeah. Looking at ninety nine, that's the Matrix. Um, but then that's kind of a more surprise, like giant hit and um, stuff. But like looking at what like the summer stuff is, um, it's like the Mummy and Wild Wild West and like those. Okay, I guess Entrapment is that year, and that's a little bit, a little bit different, but kind of I would say still falling into the DNA. Of what we're talking but again it's like sean connery's in it so it's like all these people are like kind of aging out yeah. of this and yep. there's not another generation kind of picking up the mantle to like re to like re it,
0: it still feels like that today though like that's what's weird, right like, that we're
1: still like we've never we've never really backed well it that, went that
0: generation of back it went like
1: this. the liam neeson like taken kind of like older generation because it's like oh the fans of this are getting older and this is who they're gonna go see like
0: the (laughs) younger generation isn't these are now dad movies like yeah exactly like 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 those guys are all 50 and they they it's it's kind of like right-wing dad porn of like yeah i'm i'm old but i can still kick ass and and do things
1: i yeah I, i guess i guess we're getting to fast and furious We are that's a one with it. That's I mean, those are. That's probably what takes the it it is. I think the mantle of this stuff that's still
0: going. Like like big
1: adventure movies that. that Yeah, that is like action based um, action. That's. uh, So Vin Diesel that's God our damn. savior that's
0: that's depressing savior I, of the genre i did want to bring it up uh because i do want to watch it because it's streaming in a lot of places but uh dominique swain who plays the daughter in this uh jamie has something... got a shitload of credits too like she does not all of them good this
1: was her first movie but like she just like kept acting all the time yeah it's not not the greatest um but like consistently working like good for her
0: yeah, well, she was in a movie called uh, The Fast and the Fierce in 2017, <laughs> and it's a race in the streets and sky. And then it's, and then it's basically the plot of Executive Decision, but somehow it, uh, it has um, uh, cars in it, too. So i like, I got to watch this at some point. Um, it's but it's yeah. streaming for free.
1: But She's also in a TV movie in uh, 2015 called
0: Shark, Kansas woman's prison Massacre. I uh, gotta watch that one too, and put it on the list. <laughs> yeah, she had a bunch of stuff, and I was just like, "Whoa, wow, what is this?" Like you know, well, again, it, it's, it's the version of straight to DVD or straight to video. It's today. just weird to see
1: someone work this consistency, this consistently for so long in this level of movie. And I yes. don't know if it's a little bit is off of having been in Face Off that when these places are like looking to get funding and things like it's like, Oh, like, well, who, like, who do we have? Oh, we have someone from face off. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, okay. And that's the high watermark. Like, I don't know. Like, and then she's got, I mean, she was on like a little bit of like, like real like TV shows on like, like I guess kind of star. um And then the a couple movies you've heard of, but then like, yeah, it's kind of just like, um like, I don't even know where these movies, like, <laughs> They're, they're, it's or like or released or how it's
0: getting funding for that matter um, i mean must be all like pack shelters and things like uh that's a good point too that could also be when are they gonna make another uh, look who's talking sequel what if they did food. one with grandparents like that's trouble what to come back yeah he comes back as a grandfather and like one more time <laughs> bruce willis is well bruce willis can't talk anymore so i guess that's that's, that's gonna a, be a yeah, yeah womp it's womp. kind of a downer Uh ah, sorry everybody sorry all right. Well, what else? I mean, I think you're. Well, I guess I think you're right. Like, I think <laughs> I think that 1997 is maybe the end, end of kind of shoot 'em up action, like raw action movies. But, like, yeah,
1: because if this feels like we went, like we went such a crazy concept. <laughs> the action so big, like it's it's bringing in it's like bringing in John Woo, kind of the ultimate action director, and it's like where does this genre? go from here and it's like we kind of have put ourselves in a position where we can't top it like we can't if every summer we needed we needed to go bigger we left ourselves nowhere to go (laughs) like (laughs) john travolta and Nicolas cage traded faces like
0: (laughs) I, i i think you're right how do we yeah
1: how do we sell a concept to america bigger than that and, and it works
0: and it actually works yeah i i because right again, and we're
1: still able to like craft this like big action movie around it
0: i just am looking at it and i'm like well the, the negotiator but that's supposed to be kind of a grounded movie and then you have blade which is just a comic book movie so that's that's got like its own world that it's already kind of built off and then everything else is like armageddon's like a basically a disaster movie and yeah, well. Yeah, and there's still some things I was
1: like, like, I mean, gone in sixty seconds. There's still like some but trying to not, hold on, but they're always. Nothing
0: it's still screen. not.
1: Cool. They're going more ensemble. Um, yeah. To a degree, and some of these, and this, this to a degree is has an ensemble a bit, but it, but this selling point was, this is one of those action movies you love, but instead of having one big star, we have two.
0: And they swap faces. Yeah. And it's just it's like the ultimate of everything you've ever wanted. It's got the same energy, I think you you would you would like I watched Total Recall a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, this this feels like it's in the same vein as Total Recall, where it's like we've got this crazy concept that maybe won't make fully make sense, but we're gonna wrap a bunch of action around it, and that's gonna be the wrapper that helps you not care that whatever the the core of this is is logical or works or not. Right. So so good job, John Wu. Mission accomplished on that one. Yeah, and so I,
1: I want to maybe step back a little bit from some of this. Of some of this could very much just be like our age.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it could, it could. That 100%. I mean, we're right
1: fourteen time. when this is coming out, and it's are we just like we no longer like we're growing up, and this is the last movie we're seeing kind of through kids' eyes, um, to a degree. And by the time you hit like the next summer, the next wave of things, it's like, oh, we're like a little more mature, and well, to the point, the next year's Armageddon. That's the first movie I remember seeing at the movie theater and being like, oh, like movies can be bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you're, grown up. Yeah, you're... Like, growing up, yeah. And it's like, it's like not every movie is gra- like not like every movie, not every movie is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like, it's like, huh? Okay, so very much some of this take could be just age. It's this is the last gasp of getting to view a movie through kids' eyes.
0: Um, uh,
1: yeah, no, that's, that's probably and not fair. being I mean, cynical, jaded.
0: Um, I think the first summer blockbuster movie I really remember as a kid was the nineteen eighty nine Batman, and i I think we probably grew up in a time where that was the emergence, like the big emergence of summer blockbusters, and I feel like we just we were lucky, the age we were, we got to kind of ride that that trajectory for about a decade before maybe to your point we we all we aged out of it and i mean look they stopped doing sunday morning cartoons obviously at some point like yeah. you, you hit a, you hit a wall with those things and and i think maybe 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 this genre would just had gotten to a point where that was enough and you know people are aging out of it and we're going in a different direction
1: yeah and they the stars were aging out of it as well and and they were going like will smith was coming up but that was kind of mix of action comedy kind of stuff in there
0: yeah
1: like just a different uh well and i guess no one was coming along i oh, it's funny though because you've gone to the comic book stuff where you do have that a little bit but you didn't have any like roided out (laughs) crazy people like, because like, you got, like, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are, like, kind of... Like, well, Nick Cage is going more, like, an everyman kind of thing Uh with these guys, but...
0: Well, not long... I think, it was it 99? Uh Schwarzenegger does End of Days, and I don't think that did well at all. No, I remember that being, like, oh, man, I guess we're not getting, like,
1: Schwarzenegger movies the way we were anymore, Th- like...
0: That that was the turning point, yeah, for me, too, was, like, like oh, no, like, it's dark, and he's not... You know, yeah, you are not finding reasons for him to take his shirt off and be ripped and like <laughs> use a physical prowess. So it, it, that, yeah, I agree. That was like the end of the end of the Schwarzenegger era for me. And Stallone, I don't know what Stallone's doing with this, but he's doing Driven not long after this, and that was a yeah. But in the,
1: some of the Stallones, we talk about how like his like the career start drying up because things are going a different route and audiences are.
0: Is this the same year? Is, it, is
1: uh, is it Daylight?
0: This is around that time so yeah i um i think yeah it, it, this is just it's, this is sadly the end of the air and era. An era. Wow, well, i feel like we got real down on the end of this episode <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh man i really killed the uh my favorite part of my childhood in terms of movies <laughs> yes. so well all right what would you where would you rate uh Face off. Cause I, I, I went back and changed my letterbox score on it. Cause I was like, I don't think I was being generous enough with this. Um, what would um, you give I, this? I have a hard time.
1: Like I said, there's probably a point in my life where I would rate this like pretty low and just be like, Oh, it's still fun. But you know, is it good? Like, no, like it's got all these problems. And now I'm kind of like, I've like kind of turned the corner. Um, but where no, I respect more what how the people making this know what they're making are making choices intentionally like that I was dismissing as like um like oh, this is not good filmmaking um is it is a specific choice and style of filmmaking and is also difficult to pull off and it's um as much as making a great dramatic movie can be so I'm starting to to like turn back around on these of, I now understand like, I'm not making fun of like this point where you loved it. You made fun of it. You're too good for it. And now I'm coming back around on, Oh, this is actually hard to make. And I appreciate the choices they're making and how much they knew what they were doing. Um, I'm still torn about this being a little high, but I'll, I'll stick in my notes. I had a 4.5 out of five uh, magnetic prison, prison boots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, you you have, you have had a really good insight, which is when you listen to the commentary, you get some perspective that some of the that flaws... S- re- really
1: started changing me yeah. a little bit. And that's also why I'm like, oh, like, I kind of get on the side of the filmmakers because I listen to them talk about it and like... um and like they're pretty cool and like there they acknowledge some of the flaws but also acknowledge like yeah this is what we're choosing to do and we're doing and it's like oh like um it kind of just like gets you on their side um to a degree but may- has you lets you see the movie a little bit through their eyes of what they're trying to do and be like oh yeah like okay I get it like yeah I like it um and so I think it, it pulls it up at times a little bit um because you're also hearing like the limitations they had or what they like had originally planned and what they're going to or what like what, like Nick Cage is just deciding to do. On, on,
0: well, I think on the, uh, What is it? They I think you said that they they even acknowledge there's flaws in in areas where they're like, well, we really wanted to do this, but you know, there was a choice that was out of our hands that kind of forced it. So what you see is the best we could get out of a compromised solution and that 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 gave me some good perspective too that's like yeah nobody here probably wants to just churn out shitty stuff or something that doesn't make sense yeah it's It's, everyone's brain stuck wants to make the
1: best thing they can make and (sighs) um and then it's like yeah we can only spend so much money like yeah and while this costs millions and millions and millions of dollars like if we didn't want to get everything we wanted we would have spent like twice as much (laughs) doing that um and, like, and sometimes it's like, well, maybe they, that wouldn't have made it better. Maybe this ended up being better. Um, although I will say um, one cool thing talking about the money. So the big shootout at um, uh, Nick Cassavetti's, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> apartment uh, uh, Dietrich's
0: <laughs> apartment. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, one, one thing that drives me crazy in that scene is the fucking feds are coming in. And they should know there's a kid there. And they are just wildly shooting around, oh, yeah. murdering people like a free for all. uh it's like I get why like Castor Troy, huh, Sean Archer, whatever. Like that he's okay doing this because he's a nut nut nutcase. He's, he's trying to kill people. Um There should be a lot of other people
0: who are not. But on like, board. why
1: <laughs> everyone else is is on board with just like swinging in here, guns and blazing? It's never really explained. Uh, but anyway, so they have a shootout in like some kind of lobby area with like a shitload of mirrors. And John Woo really wanted that. And the studio is like, yeah, I don't know if we need to pay to do that. And Woo uh, said, all right. Uh, and his agent was like, it's like really mad at him. He's like, you can take it out of like, my, I'll pay for it. You can take it out of my director's fee. We really need this, but we're going to shoot it. And and so they're like, they're like okay, f- like you can shoot it. And I guess the studio, and it was such a big hit. Um, the studio never bothered taking it out of his director's fee of of oh, it's that. good. I mean, should, um,
0: he was right. I think he was probably right. Like, they were just so happy, like, with what he delivered then. It was a massive hit. Like, yeah. I like that scene a lot. I like that shootout. Like, that as an action sequence, it's really good. The thing I don't like is the, the kid being... Sh- as an adult now, I'm like, the kid being shot at is just a weird... Well, just a weird the way
1: feeling. the way the world has gone. Yeah. Kids in guns and shootouts and things are just put you in a mental space and i don't know if it's cuz we have kids or that as well so that changes for us um but just the context of what you think about in the world kind of takes you out of like eh, this is a little less fun than 1997
0: <laughs> yeah i know it it does and I but, I but i i do think that that is a the, the latter part of that shootout's fun. I like the showdown between Troy and, and Archer. I, I, I like the mirror. Th- I mean, it's cheesy. It's super cheesy, but I like the slow-mo. But it's what, like, for what the concept
1: of this movie is, it's like, yeah, those are the scenes you should get in this. Like And why? Yeah. like, as a 13-, 14-year-old, you're like, oh, I understand symbolism and metaphors. Like... <laughs> And why it I'm plays smart. well, like dad, and It's just like, oh, I understand what they're doing, and that gives you like a little, like,
0: oh, like, I get it, and like, oh, yeah, they're in the computer. Um, yeah. uh, Beck I would love brain. for you to remind me why or what uh, Nicholas Cage thought the motivation was for why Troy and Archer could not actually shoot each other through the mirror, like why they could not hit each other. Oh, shit, I forget now. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to remind you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> they were they were secretly in love with each other
1: yes that's right (laughs) oh no so it's why yes so because they have so many shootouts and they never hit each other and cage is like i don't know if i but he so he talked to me he was like all right i figured out why they can't um and i just i guess he was was like i'm really struggling with like on a character level like why they're not shooting like why they're not hitting each other and he's like oh they're secretly in love with each other like
0: Yeah, go for it. Use it. (laughs) I feel like uh, I would love to have seen Wu's face. I think he's probably a pretty stoic guy, but he's probably (laughs) just thinking, like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's what you need, man. (laughs)
1: That,
0: that to me, is, like, okay, Cage just came off of a bender, and during that bender, he's been, like, trying to figure out, like, like, wow, why can't these guys kill each other? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And then, like, it it doesn't matter. It's 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 a it's a movie. Like this is where it's like pretty okay, good cage by the way. <laughs> thank you. I uh I I don't think I could keep going with that voice. But yeah. No, you hit the one. <laughs> uh, 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 it's just such a like. Why would you think like why did that like they're secretly in love with each other? Is that why he killed his, his son? Like well, is that but, the- right?
1: The hilarious part of that is in a, some, a bunch of John Woo movies that not exactly, but that sort of happens where like the kind of hero and bad guy yeah just find each other to l- learn about each other to, like, gain a respect for each other and then kind of like team up and help that's each the, other it's,
0: it's like, the entire end of the killer and heartboiled. boiled right like, and exactly literally, and
1: like, this one
0: like that's not there
1: like, that's not, <laughs> no, not what's happening with these guys
0: there's been nothing established ever the one guy goes things.
1: and fucks the other guy's wife <laughs> yeah like, like
0: yeah like i'm pretty yeah that's a good point that's a good point too like N- nothing on the page that tells you that they're ever going to be uh, in love with each other, but I <laughs> like, I love yeah. I, I love that that that's where that tells you where Nicolas Cage's head was at for this movie, like, and I'm like that right. makes a lot it's of like, sense.
1: At the end, Caster Troy is like, "You got me. I'm going to die. You know what I'm going to do? First move. I'm going to slice this face up on me so you can't have it back." <laughs> like,
0: I like that. I think it's a cool touch. I think it's. Oh no, I, I love it. A- it <laughs> but it's like they hate each other. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like like.
1: Yeah.
0: What is the life experience that drove Nick Cage to think that that was the right like outcome? I don't know like that like I I am fascinated by that was in his head is the motivation for these characters. Also. well it's also like nowhere else really in the performance are you playing that either uh, that's also true <laughs> maybe maybe it was like the last scene he's kind of he finally figured it out or something like that
1: I, I I could understand it as like an actor like if you talk to him. He's like, yeah, that's not fueling my performance. No, I know, these, I know. If he's like, no, I'm trying to like play the character when I have these like two guns and I'm firing at this guy, like, but I know in my brain, I'm never hitting him, and I can't reconcile. I'm supposed to be this badass criminal who kill like he kills people. And I'm like, why am I not? So he's like, well, when I'm playing this scene, I'm playing it in my head of like, oh, I kind of don't want to hit this guy because I'm loving this and loving him and that's what I was like okay like, I get I get kind of what you're doing there um but it's, it's a crazy motivation
0: you're doing a lot of work for Nicolas Cage on that I give you credit oh, I sure am yeah, All you that's are. what I'm here for he should put you in a movie with him um
1: I because yeah. um go ahead, go like, ahead. I, I, you read like Nicolas Cage talking about like acting stuff and I as much as like he can be like crazy and stuff he also like sometimes like he also has things taken out of context I think he that does. are pretty funny because like I saw a great thing with him talking about like acting, like acting styles and him like lamenting a bit of like where acting is at in like American like movies kind of is like everything is like from this like one school of acting and like, that's what we do. That's what audiences want. That's what it's like. But like there's like many other schools of acting where you could be like performing differently. Um and just like it's like so like I don't like there are times where as an actor like you wish you could do other things and other stuff, and I was like oh like he like he takes this seriously and like thinks about it and wants to do stuff and wants to try things and find like so like I, like, like does every choice he makes doing things always work? No, but like, I oh, definitely I do really respect him as an actor and someone who like takes acting and takes movies like takes it seriously and wants. To do good work and interesting work and um discover things for the audience and it's like it's like oh like we pigeonhole things and maybe to like the detriment of movies of always doing it this way of like it'd be great if we could like push the boundary and like do um like like do what, and like like some of like the 40s like that we now dismiss as like like stilted or melodramatic or like kind of stuff like but they're like there's like oh like, there's a place for that um in certain things and like uh oh, be fun like I don't know we're like losing something by always making constant like realism in our acting and like there's other uh, things that I think really that's happen. fair
0: <clears throat> I think I think um I think some of that comes from trying to dumb down movies too much for audiences and I think that oh, yeah, it's also now not one to take hers. hers from yeah exactly courses. that that too the financial aspect that people not want to take a risk um yeah 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 well i would give so, but, yeah so you get, get a good rating. face off uh four out of five uh golden 1911s <laughs> because i i do that was a cage touch too right like that yeah, was his that's what choice. he suggested
1: they need it's like so it's funny to hear Wu <laughs> talk about it because like in the writers would be like oh like that's like that's what was a nick cage thing that's something he like kind of came to us and was like what about this yeah um and they're saying stuff like yeah that's a good idea that works great for the character and then this one doesn't be like yeah and he came he's like what about this and you're like oh.
0: <laughs> yeah it's like uh what did you what did nick cage get right well we made some cool guns what did you get wrong well they're not actually in love with each other so that's <laughs> a, that's a pretty big gap on the plot so fair i love this movie i um yeah i, I, I it's got a, I, I have a huge soft spot for it so i'm glad we got to change the cover it. Right yeah. And like, I
1: know some of it is the nostalgia of like when this came out, um, but it is like just the performances are so fantastic. I, I love the giant like cast of just great like supporting actors in it. And then all that with like the John Woo action, because um, he's, it's kind of like the perfect melding of the American action movie and the John Woo action movie. Um of where we're at and it's like this kind of also by it's like oh they can kind of end it's like oh we did it we did we did it guys (laughs) (laughs) we got it right we finally did it like (laughs) i guess we gotta do something else now
0: yeah we're gonna go make uh battlefield earth or we're gonna go make (laughs) swordfish or i mean nick nick still has a pretty good i think he still has a decent run after this I, i haven't looked at his imdb but yeah, actually, this does feel weird. like a, this does feel like a uh the banner year for Nicholas the Nicholas Cage brand and like the, oh, yeah, this is, is where his... especially
1: it's like oh, whatever that guy is going to be doing, I'm
0: because no, it's I'm coming
1: it, 96 is The Rock and then it's here this and face off, and it, it's
0: like, yeah, it's like oh, like I what's the guy doing next? I'm there. And it's after he's already won an Oscar, right? Like, didn't he leave in Las Vegas? Was oh 95, yeah, it was ninety five. So, so oh, man,
1: talk about a run. Wins the Oscar, and then is in giant hits, and then uh, and then City of Angels ninety eight and Snake Eyes, <laughs> and then <laughs> and uh, Order.
0: I keep wanting to watch Snake Eyes again because uh, I I told you I watched Blowout a couple of days ago, and I'm like I really enjoy, and I watched um Dress to Kill, uh, a few weeks ago too, okay. and I I really like the kind of kooky de palma um you know yeah i've not uh, seen snake
1: eyes since drama. i saw it on like hbo like when it like shortly after it came out like that's
0: i'm saying and, and i i'm like i want to watch it but i'm also simultaneously like oh god i really liked dress to kill and i really like blowout i really liked a lot of his kind of noir you know noir stuff from the 80s i'm like i just i don't know i can't remember if it's that good or not i don't think it is but I don't I don't we could do that Let's next <laughs> we could i if you want to i would do some De Palma
1: stuff if we want to next Ooh, uh, yeah i wouldn't mind if that uh, took us into a, a De Palma
0: branch. <laughs> i'd be fine with that i mean there's, there's a lot of his stuff is streaming right now um like i said i watched blowout again because i watched this and i was like i wanted to see what what where travolta's starts and he's such a good actor in blowout and he's so grounded and i like you said when egos get into it it's he's I, I also it just think, sort of lets people cook too long sometimes.
1: Well, I also think at this point, like I'm looking at like Cage's IMDb and it's like two big movies a year for like a long stretch. Yeah. And I think it's just these guys know, like I'm a big star. It's not going to last forever. Yeah. Like, I, right. like I'm i getting paid like $10 million a movie or $5 million. Like
0: I think Cage is getting 20 gotta, at this point. Like, yeah, I think like, I, I think him and Travolta advantage. got twenty for each, for each for this movie.
1: Exactly, and it's like I'm get like I gotta take advantage of that and hit, and I like, so, but I think it eventually catches up to them where the performances start to suffer because they can't put the time in, yeah, to develop any, or they're just like I'm just showing up to be like Nick Cage in this as like a big star, yeah, um, and like I'm not, uh,
0: I'm not giving it my my uh, college try, like
1: it's not getting the full like depth of yeah attention that I would have brought to a performance like six years ago before I was a massive star working constantly.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is that is yeah. I think that's that's a fair I bet everybody's career is like that. Even not even just acting, but I think that's probably true for other people with your success true. And you lose the yeah you lose your edge because you're just not you're not as checked in at a certain point.
1: Yeah. And a lot of it is like as how much time you have to put yeah. into this and like it's like well i'm really successful and like and you get older i have family and stuff and it's like oh like i kind of need to do these things as well
0: and like or if you're travolta i bought a bunch of airplanes and i gotta go fly these airplanes i don't fly <laughs> yeah, these airplanes yeah. what are we doing by themselves what <laughs> are we what are we doing here i've got my yeah, got go. my airport house in ocala that i fly in and out of and yeah so the other thing i
1: i was debating about seeing if you wanted to do next was to keep the john woo <laughs> going uh-oh I mean, I probably uh, would, but but go a different route of uh,
0: and do paycheck. I will do paycheck. I yeah, will. I okay. will. Yeah, I'll do it. I I I think I've seen most of it once, and the only really big thing I remember about it was that BMW had a huge ad tie-in for their motorcycles, <laughs> and that's all I remember is like. I've just been
1: seeing it pop up. I remember seeing it in the movie theater because I <clears> um, <throat> um I had read the short stories John Woo and I and i'd be like yeah this wasn't that great but i'd be really curious to check it out now and it's kind of six Look, years after this from promul- uh and i just be really i'd be curious to it. see
0: where he's at let's do it because it's a philip k dick story right like that's yeah the, yeah yeah and it's about a guy who's supposed to got brainwashed to do some work or something but then like so he he's brought in to do some like secret like military
1: like I think it's become but he does some like secret work but the trick is like after the end we're gonna erase your memory of it yeah and he leaves himself all these clues to go back and figure out what, what happened is, and what he did to try to yeah. stop what he's like kind of set up and, that. and so like
0: yeah interesting yes let's do paycheck all
1: right <laughs> Just with the podcast audiences out there are clamoring
0: for. <laughs> well, I guess it's gonna be kind of like our ricochet episode. I doubt there's a lot of people who are doing it.
1: <laughs> right. On the other hand, it's like, yeah, but guess what? There are some people who want a paycheck podcasting. They're the only there, game in town. There, there
0: are not a lot of them, but we're gonna cover it. Don't yeah. worry. We got this shit. So all right, buddy. Well, I will I will catch you next time. All right. I'm Caster Troy. <laughs>